I thought the joke was over when you said give me wood. <laughs> Speaking of wood, uh, psh, love, love break. break. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. No, it's not for you. You need Mm -hmm. to stop stop listening. In fact, we're going to make you walk the plank, matey. We're going to make you... We're going to make you walk the plank, matey. That's right, Andrew. That's right. Yep. Uh (laughs) You're looking for buried treasure in the wrong place. Uh, me, matey. Are we not doing a boat-themed uh, game? <laughs> I thought we were. <laughs> no, Andrew, we're not doing a boat. There's a boat in here, Andrew. Don't oh, I forgot. There, I forgot there's I a boat. Yeah, there is a boat Come in this Come on, game. how could you forget there's a boat in this one, Andrew? <laughs> Andrew, w- I know what you meant to say was, if you got more than one friend, <laughs> what, we're what? just going to plow. We're just going to uh, plow the <laughs> plow the road what's that what's the phrase plow, with right, plow? plow right through you we're gonna plow right through you that's what yeah. it is i was thinking like i was thinking uh mop the i was trying to combine mop the floor with with plow right through you and i was thinking plow the floor with you <laughs> anyway andrew there's a plow in this one and there's also a boat in this one does that help the people out there narrow it down uh they've already read the title of the episode so i don't think um I don't think they're still guessing right now. We're, of course, today talking about Fields of Arla. Fields of Arla, uh, which I think in the past we've called Fields of Arl, but uh, we found out it's more like Arla in German. It's a German... Uh, Arla. It's a German village uh, in uh, East Frisia region. East Frisia, which mm-hmm. I think is somewhere in northern Germany, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we learned that it's actually Fields of Arla, and we've also learned... Uh, I learned... Uh, <laughs> Very recently, that it's also Uva, not Uve, and certainly not uh, the first first time I've, we ever mentioned him on this podcast. We said we said Uwe a lot. Uh, Uva. So um, uh, who knows? I've heard a lot of Americans say Uve though. Like you know, other pe- even other people we've interviewed here well, on the podcast have said Uve instead of Uva. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it makes sense. Arla Uva. Uh, Uva Arla Rosenberg. Uva. German. Baby, um, never taken a German yeah, didn't, didn't class take in German. my life, Andrew. But you no. can teach this old dog new tricks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Uva's been teaching me German, how the German mind works for years. Not, not maybe not the tongue so much. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least his. So, German Andrew, mind. if you had to, if you had to, if you had to sum up the fields of Arla in one sentence, uh, what would it be? One sentence explanations. Uh, if I had to, I'll give it to you in two words. Ready? Uh, Fields of Arla is Sim Farm. You ever play Sim Farm? Sim Farm. It was an old, old um, computer no. game. It, yeah, they did have a Sim Farm. This back, is a real computer game? Yes. Back when they had like you know the original Sim City, and it was only on computers and the floppy disk and all that. They had they went nuts with all the different. Yep. They were like testing out different Sim games there was sim farm there was sim tower sim tower was fun sim ant was one of them mm. you were like an ant in an ant uh farm sim ant i feel like i remember that yeah, yeah. a lot um, of folks out there uh wondering what a floppy disk is Andrew. And that <laughs> of course is yeah. a disk That's, that you could flop around was floppy it was floppy yeah and even after they stopped being floppy they put them in those little it was like a plastic case we well, still called them floppy disks for some reason 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. They were hard at that point. Andrew, yeah. not going to get into it more between the <laughs> floppy and hard discourse. I feel like it's called we're the, getting too it's blue. The, uh, the Talking about discs, people. The floppy, the floppy and hard disc course is what you meant to say. The floppy to hard pipeline for discs <laughs> out there, Andrew. Okay. Um, Listen, Andrew, Fields of Arla, my one-sentence summary is a great blueprint for leaving the rat race behind, okay? <laughs> my And my the blurb, Andrew, on the front of the cover, if they put a blurb on, mm-hmm. on their front, it would, that they attribute it to me, it would say, your boss will hate it. <laughs> your boss will hate your it. Boss? Well, because will hate it. Because this game, okay, so it's a farming simulation, as I said, and, and so you... I, you were saying this when we were playing this. This makes you want to uh, quit your job and go be a yep. farmer. Is that right? Am I getting this right? Oh yeah. Well, that okay. is correct. Andrew. I could see. It mm-hmm. seems. It seems. If only that profession still exists. Well, it's true. That doesn't just not... like. <laughs> just just um, a city. Just a you know a city raised a person or a city raised. Now I'm going a little bit too far myself I don't think, here. You I don't know, think from the mean raised. streets, Andrew yeah. of. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't of think. rural New Jersey. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you're more raised on a farm than I was. Uh, I, True. I think, um, I think if you tried to be a farmer, I think you'd, f- especially, well, in this game, it's like you're, you know, you're trying to be a farmer and not starve. I feel like it would be, str- I think it would still be stressful to be a farmer. I don't know. We'll have to talk to a farmer and find out. But I think it. Was I still- don't know, Andrew. Seems pretty easy to me. You just make four decisions think- <laughs> every half year. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> I think if you didn't, it just gets done. I think if you didn't have to rely on it to make um, make your living on it, you know, if like like if you were suddenly mm-hmm. if you suddenly like won the lottery and you're like, okay, now I'm gonna go be a farmer. Yeah, that would be awesome. Of course, because you wouldn't have to worry about that, it. That like... is part of the plan. I'm sorry, did I not tell you that was part <laughs> of the plan? Was it? <laughs> um, but Keep yeah. on scratching is a attributed to a Pennsylvania uh, groundhog. lottery groundhog. The second, um, second most famous groundhog something. in Pennsylvania. Um, but, Phil Punxsutawney. Yeah, no, that's the uh, that's the real groundhog. Um, that's the most famous right groundhog. Anyway, Can't remember. I don't know. The bottom line is that uh, I gotta imagine is, farmers uh, don't care for groundhogs very much. Actually, they yeah. ground, they probably get all in the ground and hog it up. You know. Well, we'll have to ask a farmer then, Andrew. I don't know. <laughs> all right, what is this game? <laughs> and this is a, Andrew. Okay, this Andrew, is a huge game. So, so we have this on our a, we have yeah. on our run. Hold on, Pete. We have on our rundown is, here. It always says after one sentence, somebody says quick explanation, and I don't know if we can give a quick explanation for this because I is... don't know that we can get a. Uh, yeah, this is a this is considered uh, the the weight that people um, give this on the scale of weight for games is usually on yeah. uh, definitely on the higher side. This speaking one is of, a complex one. Yeah, speaking know. of uh, groundhogs, this one's a table hog, really, because it's actually very big. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. True. 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 I would say though, Andrew, I think I think this is less I, I think this is less heavy than Polis. Um, uh, even yeah. though some people would disagree, but um, because I feel like there's it's a little bit more intuitive than Polis. Yeah, there are fewer I mean. things. Like there are a lot of choices in this one, but it's really just you do the same thing over and over again. You just you just choose a different mm-hmm. space to put your little token on, basically. And then, right, right, and there are less systems that you have to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. 
even though there are more actions you have to learn, you know what I mean, and more, I guess, intricacy in how they're interwoven. Yes. Andrew, the bottom line is, here's this game, right? Um, Arla uh, in East Frisia, Germany, is where Uwe Rosenberg grew up. Yeah. And so after doing Agricola, after doing uh, Aura at Labora, all these, all these other ones, Glass Road and everything like that, eventually... Um, Uva was like, uh, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna do, I wanna go back to my roots here, and uh, I'm inspired <laughs> by my by my hometown, and I wanna like show people what it's like to like, um, or what it was like, you know, to bring the town of Arla to like uh, prestige, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Arla was known for a lot of different things. It uh, it was uh, it, in the instruction manual it gives a small history. I've heard there's a big history out there, though, Andrew. If you get the expansion, I hear it comes with a 34 page <laughs> uh, history of yeah. Arla, by the way, which I'm I'm fascinated in. Uh, but anyway, uh, you might tell us about that later. But um, and so he was like, listen, here's what they did. Here's what they did in this town and, and how they became, like, actually a pretty, uh, you know, well-off town in this area of Germany. Like, their uh, agriculture was great. Their blah, blah, blah was great. They had a lot of uh, peat, which is a, you know, um, organic material. It's like a fossil fuel because it's like a bunch of organic material that gets compounded in a, a bog or more. Um and all these things like were there, and they cultivated it all, and yada yada, and all these different things he did. And he's and he basically was like, now I want to show you what that's like by making a game where you are in charge of all that. You are in charge of the town of Arla, and you can you have all of these options to do with it, and you can um, do with it how you see fit. Here are all your options. Do you want to, you know, cultivate the peat? Do you want to um, start to doing as animal husbandry? You know what I mean? Um, do you want to clear all the land to um, start growing some forests? Do you want to clear land and, uh, you know, start growing flax, which it was really well known for? Do you want to grow wheat? Do you want to, you know, all these different things. Like, do you want to trade with the t- other towns around you to get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff that way? Yada, yada. All of these things are represented in the game and they all give you points and so you basically just try to figure out your path and it takes place over the course of um you know what is it uh nine half nine half years so like four and a half years basically um and so there's like a uh there's like two seasons basically there's like the uh what is it summer fall i guess and then spring winter spring i think is the idea but anyway it's like so it's so each half year you got to make some decisions and then the second half year you have access to another set of decisions there's what like 15 or 16 different actions you can take yes depending on which half year you're in whether whether you're in the it's, uh you know it's uh, like imagine fall or yada, yada, yada. imagine if you've never seen this um it's it's basically like a, just a big menu of different choices of actions that you can take and so you have four yeah. you have four workers which are just little um circle tokens and you and they represent different i guess family members of your family and you take turns putting them on the different things and there are different actions for summer and then there are different actions for winter there are a few that that are available on both or they're like slightly different in winter but they are all actions that kind of make sense it's like oh yeah that's something that you would do in the summer if you were on a farm and that's something that you Mm -hmm. could do in the winter um and then you you do that maybe you get some animals maybe you know like pete described all the different things maybe you um you know you 
get the peat out of the out of the uh, moor or whatever. Or you can move up. You mm-hmm. talk about the sea walls, the uh, the dikes. You can move these um, these walls back to make uh, more field space for yourself. That's kind of a big mm-hmm. part of the game as well. And you just that's all you do. And you get you you can uh, get vehicles like uh, carts and stuff, so your horses can pull the carts, and that's how you trade with other towns that are nearby. In different towns, you can mm-hmm. trade different goods for for food. And of course, it's yep. it's a very similar to um, you know <clears throat> Agricola in the fact that you have to have some food at the end of the season to feed your family, and um, and this one also you have to have some peat, which they use for fuel to like heat their homes and stuff like that. So in for the winter, going yep. into the winter, you need some mm-hmm. peat, um, and so yep. you got to have some of that. But it's not it's not quite as well. We'll talk about our reviews later, I guess. But like I've seen other people remark on this as, as well. It's not quite as tight as Agricola, where you like, oh my gosh, I need mm-hmm. to get it. It's it's more like kind of open and uh, sandboxy, where mm-hmm. you can just kind of choose stuff, and you'll usually have yep. enough food if you, as long as you pay reasonable attention to it, you'll have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and like everything, no matter which path you take, it gives you some victory points, and so you just yeah, you know. It's kind of, it's very, like I said, Sim Farm. It's just kind of like you just kind of, which direction do you want to go? What do you want to try out this time, you know? Yeah. And and you're right. You use the word sandbox. I mean, that is, that is has become a genre of game, partly yeah. because of games like this. It's a small genre. There aren't many that fit into that, um, you know, that sub uh, more a, uh, or whatnot. They're, you hear that more you know with I mean? video games, really, a sandbox video game yeah. where you can, like, like mm-hmm. Sim Farm, right? That kind of thing where you can just kind of yeah. go and explore and create, or like uh, an open mm-hmm. world game, like the the new Zelda game or whatever that was, you know, where you could just kind of go. Yeah, anywhere. Breath of the Wild, yeah. or, or some of the Grand Theft Autos or something like that, because yeah, Auto, in, right. you could literally start wherever you want and go wherever you want and do whatever you want, basically, kind of thing. And that's the idea behind the sandbox uh, board games is that. We're so used to like, okay, you know, these are the things you can do on your turn and you just have to choose one of the things and that's it or whatever. Um, another and, big, uh, another big yeah. thing that we didn't mention was you can, uh, I think a really cool thing, it's kind of links into like video games like this, like role-playing games, where you can upgrade all of your tools. And one of the actions mm-hmm. that you usually might take is the uh, master um, action where you, you put your work on there and then you can pay something to like upgrade one of your tools and that'll make... If you choose the action that's associated with that tool, then you can do mm-hmm. like more. Like you could get you could get more food from that action, or you could uh, you know yep. get more pigs. Or no, they're not pigs in this, but uh, sh- or yeah, there are sheep, pigs, and no, not are there pigs in this? No, there's no pigs. There's sheep, horses, and cows. Oh, horses and cows. I'm getting confused with Agricola. All creatures big and small. <clears throat> oh well, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Now you're talking my language. Um, Andrew and, uh, and yeah, exactly. It, it, um, like you said, it, it is a little more open than something like an Agricola, all creatures big and small. It's a little bit less punishing than regular Agricola or Agricola, all creatures big yeah. and small. It is less of a, you know, when I used to describe those games as like a knife fight in a phone booth kind of thing. Yes. Um, it is less well, of that. Um, well, because you don't, uh, be, yeah. Yeah. There are so many choices that like. You know, if I if I um, if I want to get something, if I need to, uh, you know, cut the the peat out of my uh, moor or whatever, um, mm-hmm. even if even if peat here uh, takes an action for that, there are other ways that you could do it. Um, you know, there are other yeah. spaces where it's like, oh, well, I could do it that way, or even one person every round is allowed to take one action 
from the opposite season that it is. Only one person mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. Once you do it, then then it's done. Um, so right. and as punishment, they lose the first uh, player. The first player uh, access or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it goes to the other player. As so, a result. But so yeah, I, yeah, exactly. There's, like there's so many options, yeah. including like we said, even beyond the 15 or so for your season, you also have technically one option to get the next we, an, uh, one from the next season. We also didn't mention a big thing in this is um, uh, building buildings on your farm. So. Yeah. There is a whole menu of buildings, and some of them are the same every game, and some of them you randomly choose every game. So uh, I think half yep. of them are always there, and then half of them are going to be new every game. So there's some replayability there. Yeah, and they give mm-hmm. you, they give you uh, the ones at the top can give you like ongoing powers, but most of them just kind of give you mm-hmm. points, or they give you like a one-time bonus, and then some points. Yeah. Um, also which can be pretty big i mean it is uh not unlike uh i mean this is a lot of uva's ideas coming together right i mean like uh we we've already covered caverna cave versus cave where you build these rooms and then the rooms after you build them help you do more things you know what i mean and that's that's happening here too with these buildings is after you build the building they're not just worth victory points they are also they do something, whether it's just an immediate thing where you get stuff or, you know, uh, a, a discount on things in the future, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and, I mean, this is classic Uva stuff. And then, he, you know, by this point, I think he had already done the regular base Caverna too. Yes. Um, so some of the things we've seen with the end and obviously the Agricola. So all that stuff is is here at this point. The... Um... <laughs> and it goes down like there are some small buildings uh, at the top, and then there are bigger. There's, you can even build like a couple castles. And uh, I remember when we were playing, I was trying to yeah. go. For, I was trying to go for the. I was like, I'm going to be a castle guy. I'm just going to try and go for castles and just get a bunch of points mm-hmm. from buildings. Um, so that's one strategy: is just just yeah. getting as many buildings as you can on your thing. Um, right. And that's uh, and you totally can decide, you know, what strategy you want to do for a particular playthrough. Um, you can change it up every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, which you know we and saw it's... a little bit of in some of Uva's previous games. You know, like even uh, but... Agricola, all creatures big and small. You might pull some different, um, you know, special buildings, and then you can say, well, this game I'm definitely going to be the cow guy because it just yeah. makes sense for based on everything. But then he just turned it up you know 11 notches or whatever for this one where he was like yeah man you can really do whatever you want like you can really be the cow guy you know what i mean um or you can be all about like the leather i mean you mentioned tools i mean that's a whole there's like there's like eight tools andrew that are things like uh, a, a potting uh wheel uh yeah. you know a um fleshing beams to make like uh, hides and stuff like that it goes into some pretty serious depth there is both shovels and spades andrew which They're is just two different tools this is the first time i've <laughs> this is the first time i've ever known those are two different tools that's how in-depth this this game gets you know what i mean yeah. um and spades by the way people are gonna go crazy at home spades by the way are like not the end of it is not at an angle like a shovel is and it is typically like a square shape and yeah, and it's a straight, so it's used for like chipping and cutting and, and like, that edging and stuff like that. That one's used to get clay in this game, is that right? If I remember correctly, uh, uh, to get the peat. Oh, that one's for peat. Okay, so oh, the, sh- the shovel yeah, is for clay. Peat. The clay, hmm, that's it. Well, it might be used for both peat and clay. Uh, um, what was a shovel for? But uh, shovel is digging. 
Who knows, Andrew? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we have to look at the rulebook because they have uh, at the end Which of the rulebook the they have a huge the right. They have a huge index uh, at the end that shows every um, tool and what you use it for, and it mm-hmm. also has like every different resource in the game. It's like what it's good for, and it tells you all the different mm-hmm. all the different things you can use them for. And so uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much going on in here that there is an entire part of the rule book that is devoted to just a, it's just a section where it's just all like, what do I even need clay for? And it's like, <laughs> okay, so you may have forgotten by now because of everything else here why you need clay. Here's what you can use clay on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, it's because there's it's, so much there's so much going on that. It, on a given playthrough, you might say to yourself, like, I haven't even touched clay. What the yeah. heck is clay even for in this game? <laughs> right. And then you just re- and then you go, oh, yeah, that's actually a pretty big part. I Maybe next – and then you go, oh, dang, the next time we play, I'm going to be a clay guy. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and I was going to say earlier, this, this game gives you the freedom to do that. Where a lot of other games we've played, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I was thinking more recently, like Emotep the Duel, where – I mm-hmm. thought like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a pyramid guy this game, but but then based on yep. whatever my opponent is doing, it forces you yep. into a different route. Maybe like, okay, well, I guess I can't do that because he's taking all those, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. But in this game, pretty much, you don't really get in each other's way that that much. Yeah, you know, sometimes you do, right, but right. Not, not really. Yeah, and something like Imatep or or some other things where there is a certain amount of uh, there's like more randomness mixed in with like things yeah. like tiles you flip over, et cetera, et cetera, or or even like Agricola with like the cards that you get for like jobs and things like that in the base, not not all creatures big and small, but in the base Agricola. Right. Um, that randomness is is cool and it's something that people like or whatever, but this has none of that, um, and so there is no like i have to change based on this thing that just happened like you you can plan you can plan how you're going to play the entire game essentially right from the beginning right before you even step in um and then just carry out those moves of course when you're playing as two players um somebody can technically like snake a move you were looking for but there like you said there is some some workarounds some other Thing, things that can get the thing done or you just wait a little bit to get the thing done etc etc there's you even know? um there's even one uh space that you can put your worker on that's like just called imitate where it's just like okay i'm gonna yeah. put it i'm gonna put it here and i can then do an action that my opponent already did and i think there's a cost right, right? you got to pay some food for it but like uh yeah you know you can st- you can still do that so there's a lot of wiggle room mm-hmm. yeah 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 exactly um and uh yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's it's worth noting that this game is like well loved in the in the solitaire uh, the the solo player community yes. because it essentially I mean I don't know maybe you'll have to maybe you'll you'll will hear it in your history or not but it's like I don't know if he designed this purely as a solo <laughs> or a two player or just both at the same time but it's like it you you can play this game almost essentially the same exact way solo as you would play it. Yeah. two-player you know what i mean he, and still get the same kind of satisfaction out of it basically. And yeah i think when you're playing two-player really this i was gonna say this later but the the second person is almost just there for somebody to talk to about like hey look what you did there and <laughs> oh a nice move there like uh-huh. it, would, it would be basically the same game yes. if you're playing by yourself because at the end you add up a bunch of victory points and um there are some oh we didn't say this there are some negative uh points on the board to start with that yes. like you gotta yes. you gotta like get all the flip over the um what are they mm-hmm. called? The moors and move the uh, dike mm-hmm. uh, sticks back to the yeah. ocean or whatever. 
So yeah, you got to move the dikes all the way right, uh, right mm-hmm. up to the uh, to the water's edge. So top of the board or whatever, which, right. which shows like maximum movement of them, which gives you the most space. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. if you do mm-hmm. some of those, then you won't get the negative victory points at the end. But anyway, at mm-hmm. the end, you just you just add up all your victory points, and whoever has the most wins. But it doesn't feel like that kind of a game where there's like a winner and loser. It's just like, yeah, I built a nice farm. I built the farm that I wanted to build, and so I feel like a winner. Anyway, yeah. You know. <laughs> so. Which um, again, I'm going to mention it again, Andrew. Which is reminds me of Polis because it's the same in the yeah. same way that you and I were both just like, oh, look at that, look at you over there doing that little thing, like. That's yeah. cool, you know what I mean? And like, I'm kind of rooting for you to do that. You know, this is, I feel like this. I feel like I had the same feeling here too, where I was like, "Yeah, dang, look at look at Andrew. He's you know he just uh, upgraded his carriage into a bigger carriage. Like he's gonna be able I, to do a lot of deliveries. Let's see the, how this man yeah. you know, carries this out." You know? I think this one's even more even more like that because in in uh, in Polis you at least sometimes you fight each other and you can take territory right. from the other person and uh, yeah, uh, although you don't. You don't necessarily have to, but um, this one yeah. it's it's just I I feel like it's more just side by side. You're not really getting in each other's mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and I know you believe that that's what's missing in this game, Andrew. So <laughs> we'll get into that later. But I'm sure you want there to yeah. be a uh, yeah, farmer right. versus farmer fight, you yeah. know, section. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, Andrew. Um, before we get to that though, we got to hear a little bit of history of this game, Andrew. Let, let us know. Obviously, we were talking about how this was kind of like an autobiographical, like uh, an introduction on Uve's part to of the world to like his hometown, to, like where he grew up, basically, and what life was like there back in the day. So, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, autobiographical. There's a section in the rulebook where it talks about, you know, kind of the history of where he got the idea for this game, and it does say, in the first sentence, Fields of Arl is the most autobiographic game designed by Uwe Rosenberg. Uh, and so it's, uh, I think it's close to his heart. It was designed in 2014 by, oh, sorry, not Uwe, Uwe Rosenberg. Um, and the artist was Dennis Lohausen, who I looked at Board Game Geek, he has currently has 251 games to his name on there uh, wow. as an artist. So it's just, I was like, okay, what's the most famous ones that he's done? And I, it, it was just a super long list. I couldn't even go through it. So very prolific. <laughs> yeah. Um, and nice artwork, I'd say. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here in the United States, it's published by Z-Man Games. But originally, it was uh, in Germany, published by... And again, why don't speak German? Führerland Spiel, uh, Führerland Games, which hmm. is like Fireland, like uh, you know, it's something about volcanoes. Um, Fireland Games. Uh, yeah. But this happens to be a company that was founded by Uva and his childhood friend Frank Heeren. Um, so Frank and they were friends in I think high school, and uh, hmm. so yeah, so they started this game to you know uh, publish some of their games. Um, yeah, so anyway, the game is set in the village where uh, Uva's father was born and where his parents were married. And, you know, it's a small village today. About 1,100 people are living in and around that area. And uh, so this is where his father grew up, and it was his father grew up on a farm. And <clears throat> it says in the rulebook that the textile house building, which is one of the the buildings that you can build in this game, is based on hmm. the textile house, uh, and again, I don't even know how to pronounce this, Kangeber <laughs> in Oric, which is the, uh, I guess, a, even a smaller area of where he lived, um, which was managed by 
uh, Rosenberg's mother. So it was a textile house, you know, selling um, um. fabrics, textiles. And uh, it was mm-hmm. managed by his mother uh, since 1989. And before her, it was managed by uh, his grandfather. So, like, both <laughs> sides of the family are from, from that area. And uh, he grew up there, and even in his earliest years, he was living in a housing space above that textile store. And the reason wow. why... It says that the reason why he's not the third generation managing the store is that because he likes designing games way more than, you know, selling textiles. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Frank Heeren, who I talked about earlier, the he was kind of like the editor and, of this game and the publisher um he also uh lived in east frisia like we said they went to school together and uh, his family's from you know from there for many generations and uh he he said that um he and his father in the in this early years um they moved out to the moor to cut peat so he had some like firsthand experience with that whole aspect of the game as well, because that's a big part of this game is cutting the peat, which peat moss. That's where I've heard peat moss. I always associated peat with uh, Scotland because I guess because of Scotch whiskey. Yeah, heard, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. There's a lot of yeah. It's very peaty or whatever. It's very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very peaty steel up there. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, I guess even though uh, Uva was from this region, he read a book uh, called Altes Handwerk, which is uh, German for former handcraft, um, by a guy guy named uh, Gerhard Kanzler, who uh, writes about this. I guess the book is about the soil of that area of Arla and about how, I guess, most of the region uh, region of East Frisia had, like, not great soil, and they were all kind of, like, you know, it was kind of a poor area back in the 1800s mm. or so. But this specific mm-hmm. area had, like, really good soil for growing flax, which then, of course, they would turn into textiles. So that's, you know, ah. yeah, the textile mm-hmm. house. So it all kind of yeah. comes together. And there's only two crops you can grow in this, right? Flax and, uh, do they call it grain or wheat? And wheat. Yeah, wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's where they got the, the idea from. Um, wow. Love it. Yeah. Um, a couple other little tidbits that I learned here, uh, that were not in the rule book, uh, like you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Actually, I think it's only in the German version or maybe that, maybe it's in the, the expansion now, but, um, it did not come out in the original English version. It, it came with a 36 page booklet written by Uva <laughs> himself that, and he wrote it himself and it, it's just information. It's just nonfiction about the East Frisian region, you know, East Frisian yeah. region, I have to say. It's uh, so um, charming, I think, yeah. that this that this man that this man is so like um, smitten with where he grew up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like he he's clearly a, a history nut. He always includes like little um, bits of history uh, with in, in every single manual he makes for every single one of his games that are steeped in history. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, that are all just like clearly like what he learned about it when he he's like he's very clearly has like a voracious appetite for learning about yeah um just like regions of the world and their history and everything like that and yet he's not one of those people who like does that because you know they can't stand where they grew up or whatever and they just have like a wanderlust to get somewhere else he's like you know he still you know also really loves where he grew up too he just like loves everywhere <laughs> for yeah. different reasons you know what i mean well uh and it's just so charming i think that he I, that he wrote like a little love letter basically to his uh 
home uh, home area home region you know i i read a um an interview with frank here and he said that he was saying that you know for every game that Uwe makes he he like really he like read books and books and books about it in the library you know he's like always reading ahead yep. of time beforehand and i guess yep. you know he wants to get like every little detail like as realistic as possible um mm-hmm. and th- this game is definitely down to the nitty-gritty with all the different tools and all that stuff so um, yep. uh, a little bit about the p- design process for him. Um, I guess like the whole we talked about the mechanic of where you can uh, get the vehicles and then trade with other towns in the in the region uh, for things. Yeah. Um, that was not in his original design, but after play testing, uh, some of the play testers actually uh, requested it or said like, "Hey, you should add like a trading thing with other towns, and so you could like you know get food that way." And uh, yeah. Uh, Uva admits that he, he, uh, I guess like most East Frisians, he says, uh, would not have thought of rewarding players with points for their exhaustive travels, and he would avoid avoid <laughs> traveling at all costs. He like, I guess he's a homebody. So, because uh, <laughs> the more the more times you door cat, yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. The more times you do trade, then the more victory points you get. You build like a little road, like you take that. Uh, mm-hmm that little token and you put it on a little road on your on your game board right that's kind of a nice Mm -hmm. nice little touch by the artist there i thought you flip it over and it turns into a road it's like a road puzzle yeah and also it's just like it's a really cool it's like what else are you going to do with some of the resources you gather too it's it's just such a really cool idea where it's just like um hey i've done all of this like labor to get all of these resources yeah um and it's like yeah sure you could use all that to like build buildings but also like um you know you're gonna need some you're you can share it with other folks around your your area which is of course how you know places do well you know what i mean like it's well, not yeah. like um, East, <laughs> right. it's not like arla like um became great because it had all this flax and it just like sat on its flax forever you know what i mean like it grew <laughs> right. it was a great place for growing flax and somebody wanted it there was a demand for it and they were able right. to get stuff out of it you know what i mean so, trade for mm-hmm. other stuff they needed right that's how that's how it works um mm-hmm. 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 now the last thing here i thought this was the most interesting thing that i found in this research session on uva um I learned that the way that he designs almost all of his games, uh, I don't think Patrick would be included, but in all of these like farming, you know, kind of worker placement type games, he he designs them the same way. He first designs a one-player game only. Uh, so all these wow. games, uh, Agricola and Feast of Feast for Odin, and all these things, they've started out as one-player games. And then once <laughs> he gets once he gets that mechanic working, he's like, okay, this is working. Then he adds in another player to see if it still works. And so like, does does this work if you wow. add in that second person? And then mm-hmm. after it's like, okay, yeah, that works with two people. You know, make a few tweaks. Then he adds a third person, and does it work as a three-player mm-hmm. game? Then you know, does it work as ah. a four-player game? And he keeps going up and up and up until he gets to a point where, oh yeah, someone would really have to like wait way too long to take their turn, mm. and it would be too boring for them. And so he decides wow. that's how he decides what the player player count should be. And so for this one, I guess there were just so many choices. He, you know, he thought he got it up to two players, and he said, "You know what? That's enough." Because you'd just be waiting too long if you had three players in this one. And yeah, so, yeah, 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 <laughs> they yeah. kept that it's two mm-hmm. players. Uh, so that's how he designs his games. I thought that was really kind of interesting because you were like, uh, you you thought, mm, did he design it as a one-player game or two-player game? Basically, mm-hmm. all of them start out as one-player games. So wow. yeah, and I would I would venture to say that even. Even as a two-player game, I think sometimes you're waiting around too long for your one friend to make a move. I think sometimes that hmm. could happen, you know? It, mm. 
That maybe, could happen. Yeah, maybe maybe it would um, even just you know go on so long that uh, you know it'd be practically midnight and you'd be trying to go to bed. Um, but uh, you'd still hmm. be waiting on your one friend to make a move. You know. Wow! 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 Well, you know, God bless anybody who's in that uh, predicament. <laughs> Luckily, you and I make our moves, you know, so quickly that uh, you know. yeah. Right. <laughs> Luckily, your turns were so long that I could be thinking about what my next turn would be. So it would be like uh, Pete would like take take yeah. a long time to make a move, and yeah. I would already know what my next move was. So then he'd make a move, and I go, "Okay, I'm doing this. Your turn." <laughs> you have no time and, to think. Uh, and you're and you know what, Andrew, you're welcome for that. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it kind of took, so, it took, it, it kind of took a lot out of me to make that happen for you, but, uh, I did it. I care about all, you that much. Andrew. In all fairness, I had about the same amount of time to think of what my move was going to be. <laughs> yeah. As well, Pete did. it's just, that um, some, I think my, I think my, I think my time was, was much longer, but, but boy, oh boy, I was, <laughs> uh, I was really, I was soaking it all in. Let me put it that way, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but let's see if everybody was soaking it in, Andrew. Uh, I'm talking about uh, taking a little trip down to review on this. Review on this. All right, we're going to take a little walk down the alley, I guess, to to review on this town and uh, mm, okay. see what... The- we're gonna look at people's. Yeah, roof. we're gonna. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Andrew has metaphor. has built at least two castles. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And uh, so so now he has created an alleyway, and we're gonna go. We're gonna take a walk down the alley between Andrew's at uh, two of Andrew's castles. I've, and but what do for we the find record, there? For the record, yeah. there are only two castles available in the game, and I built both of them. So that's just uh, just saying. I, I did. Build did you both build again. both of them? Really? Yes. I forgot about that yes, on, the, yes, on, yes. The, on that on that one playthrough. Wow, well, on your castle playthrough. Yeah. I uh, well. Yeah, <clears throat> Andrew, uh, let's go to Castle Review, um, and uh, and castle. here I am. You know what I mean? R- raising the no, lowering the drawbridge. Draw yeah. Yep. Andrew, here's uh, here's somebody who gave it a one out of ten. They said any game that doesn't come with an organizer is an automatic one. <laughs> Candyland is like ten dollars and has an insert. What's your excuse now, Andrew? <laughs> Crazy, you know. In my, I don't know. That's it's that's that is a wow. Somebody who puts a lot of you know um, priority, I guess, on on the insert there on how the game's organized inside. Um, and so right off the bat, I was like, I love this. But you know, Andrew, I did have to look more into this. I said, does this person really put their money where their mouth is? You know what I mean? They're they're making a pretty I, big claim here. Yeah, I know where you're going. So this, sure yeah. enough, Andrew, <laughs> sure enough, out of 19 reviews that they had of games, 10 of them are ones, Andrew. <laughs> and they all and they all have this same message. Any game that doesn't come with an organizer is an automatic one. Wow, Andrew. Whoa, so this... they but they weren't all ones. Like here's one here they gave they gave one of their games an 8, which I think maybe was their highest one. And so what is an 8? review look like to them andrew well it definitely starts out this way everything including all the expansion content with a millimeter or so of lid lift fits in the box fantastically (laughs) so that's that's how they really they're really looking for the box to be fitting and organized for them to really get into the rest of it this is how you know Mm -hmm. you're you're too into board games is that 
The gameplay yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. matter really. It's just like how cluttered is the box gonna be? It's 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 yeah. uh, that's yeah. nuts to me. This person is yeah, on a this v- is total a... vendetta against uh, games mm-hmm. that don't come with organizers. Yeah, something something happened in their past, maybe okay. Andrew. Yeah, uh, that's and actually sure not... enough. No can no Candyland review, Andrew. I know you're asking that because they well, mentioned Candyland here, but they you know. I thought that's where you were gonna go because. Uh, I don't know. My copy of Candyland that I have does not come with an insert. There are cards just all yeah. over the place in there. It's a total mess. Yeah. No, I mean it's that's that is purely they know it's for kids and it's a and it's a cash grab. It's a cash grab, Andrew. <laughs> um so there's no way in the world they're gonna be making any kind of spending money on any kind of organization inside that box. So that's you know it's I mean? a it's a totally false claim this person is making. I you know maybe they're thinking about Monopoly. Mm-hmm. That has like the the thing for the different dollar bills or whatever in there. has some cardboard tray things going on yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh candyland as far as i know does not have any kind of insert or organizer because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ours is just cards all over yeah place. yeah good point point. also and if you how hard know is if it candyland duel has an organization uh, tray <laughs> yeah. in it um, you're gonna have to that's a, over the big bucks you know what that's a stretch goal that's a stretch goal right there that's a stretch goal right there <laughs> patreon.com yeah, slash you can play that game podcast patreon deck. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 1 out of 10 as well. And they said, as a big Uwe Rosenberg fan, I was shocked at what a hunk of junk this game oh is. My God. I spent four hours trying to fall in love with this game, but in the end, my wife and I threw it in the garbage. Please no. don't waste your time on no. this nonsense. No. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. Wow. Threw it in the garbage? You have been warned. I don't know. That's kind of threatening, Andrew. You know? Is this, this guy threatening us? Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll throw <laughs> you in the garbage next. <laughs> hey, you've been... I'm just telling you. You've been warned once. I only warn you once. You know what I mean? Um... Andrew, this person gave it a 2 out of 10, and they said, A bloated mess of a game. The itches this game scratches can be scratched by many, many, many better games. I will never play this again. Well, Andrew, here's what I say. Try Googling the word backscratcher. You'll thank me later, bud. Okay, Mr. Itchy over here scratching all of his itches with board games. You know what I mean? They have stuff specifically for that andrew this person gave it a six out of ten they said one aspect i appreciated was that the game doesn't force you to diversify you aren't penalized for not raising animals or not having wheat or vegetables now so this is the person that obviously andrew they're referring to how open it is you know what i mean like in previous games you know if you you had to you know, get certain things and at least have certain things covered. And if not, you would literally like lose points and everything like that. This one's right. a little bit less punishing. It really lets you kind of choose your own path. Yeah. But Andrew, it does kind of sound like we got a bit of a conservative on our hands here. Andrew, I media mean, does. I, he kind of <laughs> likes that this game doesn't force diversity on him is what it sounds like yeah, to me, Andrew. Right. Yeah. He likes that the woke mob and the PC police aren't coming to lock him up or cancel him for his opinions on wheat and vegetables, Andrew. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> In a world where all these games are forcing diversity down your throat, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> thanks to Fields of Arla who that let you, you know, the real Joe Rogan of games. No, you know. Anyway, um, okay. Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said... Um, by the way, they're from uh, British Columbia, Canada, you know, like where Vancouver is and everything. Yeah. Um, 
And they say the sandbox nature of the game and the point salad flavoring of it leave me kind of cold. Hey, bud. I think you're cold because you live in British Columbia, Canada, bud. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have some awareness, my man. You live in Canada. So yeah. that's probably where um, cold's coming from. Yeah. Probably just close the window and you'll be you'll be fine. Probably don't leave the windows open all year, my dude. Well, you know, you I mean? know, you know why this person was left cold is because they didn't uh, cut enough peat, and then they didn't have the peat for the winter. That's yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, maybe that's what they're referring to, and the, you know, and that does that does hurt you for sure. Then you got to yeah. use uh, that's food, a penalty. I guess. No, or maybe then you lose. There's some no, sort you of use a uh, wood. You use wood instead of uh, the peat, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's rough. Which is that's, another that's not resource. Easy to come by. No, right. it is kind of yeah. You, well, mm-hmm. there's like a wood chopper, uh, and you need it for other stuff like uh, you know, <clears throat> building your um, improving your tools and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, building your vehicles, building your buildings. You need wood. It's yeah, very it's wood, baby. It's it's useful. Yeah. You know. I mean? Oh yeah, doesn't gr- doesn't grow on trees or uh, you're just gonna uh, Andrew, burn it. Uh, you're just gonna burn it with all this good peats in the backyard. Just gonna burn it. All right, <laughs> you know. Okay, couldn't be me, Andrew. This person gave it a ten out of ten. That's a perfect score. They said there are too many paths to explore, making it a very good sandbox. You can say it's a spreadsheet, but for me, it is the best spreadsheet ever. <laughs> Andrew, now, this is this is what I like to call the Eminem from 8 Mile approach, Andrew, which is where you turn the criticisms that people are going to launch at you against them. You know what I mean? He was like, too many people are like he's you know he could predict it coming oh there's too many paths yes exactly it's a sandbox it has too many paths i love it you know what i mean <laughs> oh it's a spreadsheet yes yes it is it's a wonderful spreadsheet i love it you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> although, yes although i'll say did this person say it's the greatest spreadsheet ever or something what was the what was the line there best spreadsheet best spreadsheet ever yeah i'll say for maybe them sec- they Maybe Basically. second best spreadsheet ever. I think the best spreadsheet ever is the Two Can Play That Game leaderboard, which you can find on our Tumblr. <laughs> yes, which you can find on our uh, Tumblr, which is, uh, you know. Our website. Two Can Play That Game podcast at uh, Tumblr.com, I think. Hey, it's been yeah. a while since I've Just uh, said that, so Just I can't quite remember. Just Google it. <clears throat> Andrew. You know what? Don't Google it. Uh, I'm going to ask Jeeves it or Bing it. Or Just ask Jeeves it or Bing it. Yeah, Google, Google gets a little too much traffic for my liking you know what i mean they spy andrew on you. Hey, oh sorry <clears throat> this oh ooh, ooh, don't <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that out loud now they're gonna come for us andrew gonna end on this review andrew nine out of two. Oh, hello this is google you know <laughs> <laughs> hello this is google your friend has been kidnapped uh but okay andrew uh this last one uh you're gonna have to pay google i don't know forty thousand clicks on ads for i don't know <laughs> jock straps or something who knows okay uh that's the ransom andrew andrew um this they probably want bitcoin over at google probably or like uh nfts or something Andrew, going to end on this one. Nine out of ten, this person gave it. And this review is just four words, Andrew. Get mm-hmm. a bigger table <laughs> is the review. So um, a lot of folks, I think they realized a lot of folks complained about the size of the setup and the size of the table needed for the game and yada, yeah. all the different components it has and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I think, Andrew, this person is just kind of cutting those folks right off as they start to complain. You know what I mean? I like love he's, it. I love it. Pe- people are like, oh, it doesn't fit on my... Get a bigger table. 
You know, oh, I don't have a ton of time to quit your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but then how will I eat? Don't. You know what I mean? That's what he's saying, basically. You've only got one responsibility now. Play this game. That's it. And then die. You know what I mean? That's it. He's <laughs> real hardcore. I like it. Rise and grind. Get a bigger team. <laughs> Rise and grind. Yeah. 24-7. You know what I mean? Sleep with one eye open on what to see when it's your move next. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, hmm. Uh, Andrew, I've actually been sleeping with one eye open recently, um, and I've been meaning to uh, talk with my therapist about that because that seems like a problem. And uh, luckily, he's on his way over. Oh, there he is. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Well, come on in. Come out of the cold, Dr. Fraser Crane. Come into my nice uh, uh, heated... Come out of the Canadian cold. We're in Canada. <clears throat> we are. Visiting us in British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. Well, um, well that's Sorry. not far from... Sorry not, we didn't say it earlier. You know what I mean? That's not Sorry. far from uh, Seattle. Didn't that show take place in Seattle? Uh, Fraser. Oh, Fraser. baby, Andrew. Now we're I talking. I think that's yes. very close. So, yes, that is canon now. We are... Pete and I are from British Columbia. And we are here with Dr. Fraser Crane. If I was president, I would get... If I was president, I'd give Canada Seattle if they wanted it. Not it's because I love I do love Seattle, but I also enjoy Canada. I would just like to give them a gift for being mm-hmm. good neighbors or whatever. And if they hey. really want Seattle, go for it. Okay. Yeah, and if I were Prime Minister of Canada, I'd give the US Vancouver. Vancouver? Because okay. uh, I'll take that. you know, as an exchange for the Seattle, I'd be like, Oh well thanks, here's because we're you know, I'm so nice. Yeah. It's but a then good it, faith then it creates it's a show like a of weird... good faith, yeah. It creates like a weird like bubble effect on the map. It'd be like you know, oh, you got to cross over to get there. It's it's well, we'd figure it out. We'd figure it out. Well, and now here's the thing, Andrew. It goes even deeper than that. I don't think you realize the connection here, Andrew. Both Seattle and Vancouver have had and lost NBA franchises, so they're kind of <laughs> equal. You know what I mean? Vancouver, of course, had the Grizzlies, went to Memphis, uh, and uh, Seattle had the SuperSonics, became the. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, wow. kind of rough for them, you know what I mean. But anyway, uh, so that's that that make that makes us brothers with Canada. Um, Great. So Andrew Fraser Crane is uh, <laughs> sitting here politely as he, sorry to make you wait. Sorry to make you wait there. Right. Um, Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top ten phrases that you'll hear someone say while playing the game of Fields of Arla. Number ten. Hey, I'm Pete Boat, and I'm. Weaving mill or number nine. Just give me another second. I'm closing my eyes and picturing myself cutting this peat with my spade, and it's real satisfying. Number eight. Oh, cool. Agricola. I love this game. Number seven. Just give me another second. I'm plowing the field in my imagination, and the soil is turning over real good. Number six. Oh, cool. Agricola, all creatures big and small. I love this game. Number five. Just give me another second. I'm shearing this sheep in my mind, and he's real wiggly. Number four. You know, this game is actually where the term uh, putting the cart before the h- horse came from. You know, yeah, Uwe in, uh, invented that. Uh, also, uh, don't count your chickens came from this game because, well, there aren't any chickens in this game to count, so makes sense. Number three. Just give me another second. I'm, I'm moving the dikes back, and this land is getting real arable. Number two. Yeah, I'm going out to the tanner to uh, work on my tan. Yeah, I got kind of farmer's tan thing going on here, you know. Number one. Just give me another second. I'm dreaming about having six axes, and it's giving me so much wood that I'm going to turn into timber. 
Hey everybody, we're gonna take a quick time out from the regular show to tell you about a little something called Patreon. Yeah, I've been meaning to look uh, look this up on the internet, Andrew. Tell me more. <laughs> we now have a Patreon where you can pledge some money to show us your support, help us kinda keep the lights on around here. And uh, guess what? There is, at the very introductory level, only $2 a month, you get access, as a thank you, you get access to a monthly bonus episode. More of Pete and I talking about uh, board games and really just anything else. We kind of go off script every month um, from our regular show. It's it's a lot of fun. Plus, Wait, Andrew, are you yeah. telling me that for the uh, measly less than a cough, less than a a cup of coffee, uh, and I give you that every month, I get access to even more show that other people don't have access to? That's right. Plus, you also get access to some Pete and I streaming us playing some board games every month. So you get uh, a little bit of interaction what? with us there. Yeah, you can even chat I us. Get to, I get to look look at you, look at your faces, and watch you watch how bad you are at board games, like in real time. It's so fun. So you get this. Plus, there are other levels where you can get other great stuff. So check us out at Patreon.com. That's right. Patreon, which is, of course, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com forward slash two can play that game podcast. Love break. Wow, Andrew. Wow, wow, wow. Time to improve our love break tool our love tool andrew speaking of wood time to improve our love tool andrew uh by playing more love break okay andrew of course this is the uh part of the show where we continue our ongoing game of fog of love that we take turn by turn move by move every episode every week the next turn andrew it's my turn (laughs) to play a card and um, I'm going to play this card here, Andrew. This is, uh, the. it's called Your Friend Says That. And uh, uh-huh. a friend says, I've heard that your partner says they are tired of how you behave and wishes you would change. So uh-huh. your friend has been telling you that I've been telling them or whatever uh-huh. that I'm Wait, tired so... of your behavior. Wish, wish Hold you would on. change. Hold on. In this game, I have more than one friend. Is that what's happening here? In this, well, this is... I mean, we're playing characters here. Andrew, okay. So wow. This is anything really, goes. I, all right. I, gotta... I actually don't work at you know the uh, uh, in a. This... I, I've never been to Jimmy John's in my life. <laughs> this is uh, this is acting, folks. Because I this is really I'm, I'm drawing. I don't know where I'm drawing this this yeah. kind of thing from, but uh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be a tough one. And we honestly, let's just go ahead and burn this card because I don't know how we're gonna. <laughs> Um, I'll no. just here. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sharpie it out here and just write in acquaintance. An acquaintance. <laughs> there you go. Says, there you go. I've heard your partner. <laughs> yeah. So there's a rumor going around that you think yeah. that I should change something about myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like the that. only one that chooses here, Andrew. You got three choices. I don't have a part in this at all. Okay. You either choose A that says, "Of course I'll change." Why didn't you tell me? No need for rumor. So that's how you're reacting to me, like when you get home or whatever. Like, hey. uh, and yeah. that that one gives you a boost, one you know, one boost in gentleness and a uh, drop in uh, sincerity. I think that is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait. Sincerity's blue. I can't remember what yellow it is, but it doesn't matter. Sensitivity. Um, sensitivity. Sensitivity. Yeah, we, I always get those two yep. mixed up. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Um, you could choose B, uh, 
which is don't talk about me behind my back, which is a double drop in gentleness. Now you're getting feisty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or C, believe me, I've tried to change. It's too much effort, which is like real lazy. It's too, it's a double yeah. drop in discipline. Yeah. Um, and um, if you choose A, by the way, one of the things that happens is you also have to change a random trait because you say you you say to me that <laughs> you're going to change. So oh. it, there's a there's a physical mechanical game? element to it where you yeah. Swap this game out. is so smart with that kind of thing, where it's like the effects so make sense. I love that. I love that when games do that. Okay, um, mm-hmm. here we All go. Right. What are you choosing? I, I am choosing option A. Of course, I'll change. Hey, why didn't you just say what? so? Why you gotta? Why wow. you gotta be spreading rumors about me? Come on, let's. Of course, I'll change. Okay. for you. For you, Pete. So I'll, okay, I'll change. okay. Um, uh-huh. Dude, so that's so sweet, but of course now this does mean that you do lose one heart, which is like satisfaction, uh, yeah, happiness. But I gain four, so that's a real sacrifice. You're Thank you're so happy that I change. Yeah, I'm sacrificing. Well, mm-hmm. because you know what I, I got uh, what I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I get to I get to change some of my traits around here, and so and I really get oh, to yeah. change one of my traits. So here I'm holding out my three secret traits. Pick one at oh. random. Pick one at random. Pick one at random and give it back to you. All right. Yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to look at it, so I'm just no, going to go with this one. Okay. Uh huh. And then and, and now here, I you, pick. You got to and now oh. you got to discard that and pick another one. I'll pick a new one here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pete. Um. Well, these traits are. <laughs> oh my gosh. These traits are secret. But I'll say my character oh, is about to go through. My character is about to go through a big change. So if you notice any what? different different behavior from me. Uh, don't be alarmed. Could you? Hey, you asked for it. You asked for a change, so it's coming. Oh no! <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what this is, Andrew. But I must wait. Unfortunately, that's because uh, we got to get back to the show here, Andrew. And yep. uh, specifically, we got to get we got to hop on a call, Andrew. Look at this. Look at my caller ID. It's uh, it says it's an uh, an acquaintance. acquaintance call in okay yeah that's right it's time for an acquaintance call in now this is the part of the show where we talk to somebody who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show but of course you know for our show that would just be disingenuous so let's talk to just an acquaintance uh just someone we know andrew uh, who's the acquaintance that we have on the line today well, Pete, we are very excited to welcome a special acquaintance to the show today to talk to us all about uh, gardening and farming from uh, the lovely podcast, Just Grow Something. We have Karen Velez. Karen, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Great to have you, Karen. Um, great to have somebody on the show who actually does something. You know what I mean? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like, I'm like obviously I'm like Andrew board gamers, and I is that what you're do saying? nothing. And also, right, sometimes we'll have people on like a comedian or something like that. And it's like, and it's kind of like, you know, you want to say get a life, uh, especially <laughs> when you meet somebody like you who has a life, you know what I mean? And like does something. Uh, so that's good. It's good. I'm glad to have somebody on who actually does something good for the world. Yeah. Too. And uh, it's, she uh, has a life. So I guess we got to just confirm, Karen, that uh, we're not part of your life, right? You are not friends with us. Is that true? <laughs> You know, uh, I, I live and work on a farm. Uh, my friends are all either farm animals or they have roots for feet. So I think my only friend is actually Groot. Therefore, no, you are not my friend. Wow. Wow, very good. Now, well, see, this is already, Andrew, I, I'm running the risk here of Karen making me sound, you know, making uh, 
making me want to leave leave my leave this life behind on it, man. She's already tempting me with the the fact that animals animals and well, and plants are your only friends. I, I was, mean, this sounds great, I, right? It does sound great. I was gonna say, Karen, on this episode already, uh, or I think it's already happened. Maybe it's about to happen. Boy, the time space time continuum is a fine <laughs> thing. But I know Pete has said to me in the past that. Um, you know, he just this game of Fields of Arl that we're talking about today. He wants to leave his life and just go mm. be a farmer. And yeah. this is kind of what you did in real. You kind of uh, you had another life, and you just decided, hey, I'm just going to grow food for a living, right? Is that right, Karen? Tell us your story here. How'd that happen? I yeah, I did. Um, actually, my my husband and I were both in the Marine Corps, and I was medically retired and started my own company and was was running it out of my house and and uh, managing small business management and stuff like that. But we also moved to five acres and decided to homestead a little bit, and I started gardening and you know we had chickens which was of course the gateway livestock you start with chickens and then you get everything <laughs> yeah. else yeah um yeah the, and, the uh, marijuana you know, of livestock or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah so i you know i had this big you know half acre garden out in the front and and slowly but surely found myself sitting at my desk when I'm supposed to be working and I'm staring out the window and I'm staring at the garden and wishing that I could be out there and wishing I could be yeah. out with the animals full time and decided that I should maybe maybe I could just find a little side gig that you know maybe I can grow some stuff on the side and and I can make a little bit of money from this and uh, so we we decided to, to go for it just a little bit as an experiment. And it did not take long for that to turn into my absolute full-time gig. I dropped all my clients and uh, we became full-time farmers. I was full-time farming first and then my husband came off active duty and and he joined me and it the rest has been history. Wow. That's awesome. That's a great story. I bet that's, uh, I bet that's, uh, there's some clients that you're, you're pretty darn happy to drop, I would assume, at that point, right? Where you're like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, well, yes, it was. <laughs> Pete, Pete, someday, someday when you're medically retired from the podcast, you can start yeah. a farm of your own. I think that. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> that sounds good. Yeah, uh, just get discharged from the from the podcast honorably by by Andrew. Hopefully, That's right. it's, uh, it's coming up. Yeah, uh, well, and Andrew's made fun of me for this before, because uh, I do have kind of like a romanticized um, view in my head of kind of like agrarian culture and stuff like that. Um, and he's always like, it's not uh, easy, you realize. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it still uh, but, seems like it would be hard work to me. I don't know. Oh, it's absolutely right. It's got to be hard work. But obviously it can be very um, fulfilling, too. Would you say, Karen? Well, what, what, what is that transition like from? you know, you're, you, you're kind of running your own small business and then you transition to farming. Is there something that let's, let's say hypothetically someone were to do that. Let's say someone were to, <laughs> let's say someone were to just leave uh, a job behind. Heck, it could be even hit, even his boss could be listening to this very episode, even maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, what, what should that person expect in terms of that transition? That person should uh, expect to be broke for a while. Yeah. For a okay. very long time. So, so Pete, no difference there. Yeah. No difference for you. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you can definitely say maybe that you are your own boss, but, you know, yeah. when you have livestock to take care of and plants that have to be, you know, watered and weeded and everything else, they yeah. kind of are the boss. You're, you know, you're just right. along for the ride. That's pretty right. much how that goes. Yep. You know, so yeah, long hours. Uh, yeah, totally. Long hours 
all year round, you know, I mean, all most of round. our stuff is mainly, I think April through October is probably our, our busiest part of the season, but you know, mm-hmm. heat wave right now for us, I mean, it was 104 degree heat index. So yeah. I had to be out there at six o'clock this morning, getting the cool weather crops harvested because they'll oh. still burn up. And so they're done. So it's going to be all this week, early, early mornings. Oh, getting that finished then yeah. you know, if you decide to take livestock into account you have to make sure you've got fences and yeah that are going to keep them in and understanding neighbors when the fences fail because the fences do fail yeah <laughs> oh, no. yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah <laughs> you know so uh yeah a lot a whole lot it's a whole different world farming that's for sure that, yeah that kind of thing never comes into these board games, Pete. You know, the uh, the fences, once you put up the fences, they stay there, you know, usually. I mean, that doesn't happen. Good point. That's something that maybe Uwe's got to – he has he's got room to grow. This is an expansion maybe. This is yeah, – I, I, I think you just got your expanders out, Andrew. Right. You that one. Uh, it's called the broken fences expansion. That's yeah. right. Yes, right. <laughs> the animals go wild. Uh, Karen, you mentioned the 104 heat index. So what – part of the uh what part of the world are you in i'm pete and i actually we should have said this up top pete and i are actually experts at gardening because we both hail from the garden state so you the know ton, tons of gardening Jersey happening, right? boys. <laughs> yeah. right. it's known we're known <laughs> for our farmland up here we're known um, for our yeah everyone in the country actually knows first of all they know that we're called the garden state that's something they definitely know <laughs> and second of all they're not surprised at that and they don't all say third of all they don't all say why i thought you guys were just <laughs> terrible smokestacks and highways and <laughs> i actually used to spend summers on the jersey shore when i was hey. uh, you know probably late elementary school for about three years we lived in virginia and half my family is still lives in philly i was born in philly oh nice um, yeah. and so we used to yeah we used to be in seattle city and, uh, and then my uncle yeah. got a place in avalon so yeah no i'm very yeah. familiar with with parts of jersey so yeah um no i am in west central missouri so oh, wow. is, uh, yeah okay west central missouri now, are there certain things that like well, what types of things do you grow for example are there certain things that you can or cannot grow there in that climate uh yeah i mean we've got we've got a, a a decent length to our warm growing season but it's not like you know southern california or florida where we can grow you know tropical type things sure. um mm-hmm. we can grow a lot you know and we are mainly um vegetable and small fruit farmers so it we can do everything from asparagus to zucchini and pretty much you know anything in between yeah. we're not mm-hmm. doing it much in the way of like artichokes no citrus fruit and that kind of stuff but uh, but mm-hmm. we can do we can do quite a bit and we have some season extension you know methods that we use we have you know high tunnels and and unheated greenhouses and row covers that we use to kind of warm up the little microclimate a little bit to get a little bit longer season. So, and then we also mm-hmm. raise hogs on pasture for their meat and we do chickens uh, for their eggs. So. Cool. Hmm. Quite a bit there. Yeah. <clears throat> what, um, Karen, the, so you're in Missouri right now doing your farming in this game, um, specifically this board game, the designer, it almost seems like he kind of um, considers the region that he based the game in, which was kind of his hometown region, to be kind of like a a marvel of agriculture. Um, and uh, and he seems to, he seems like very um, 
I don't obsessed sounds negative, but he seems, <laughs> seems he seems like he's a much, very much a cheerleader for this region specifically of Germany. It's the East Frisia, East Frisia. Uh, region uh, of Germany, and he's just like, oh, it's great for these crops and it's great for that, and and it's almost like he just is almost constantly dreaming and hearkening back to this this region and and uh, and what can grow there and what goes on there agriculturally. Is there a region of the world? where if you weren't where you are now in Missouri, that you like dream of, of going and growing things in. Wow. You know, I think going back to what I said, we can't grow. I would Mm. love maybe sometimes to be someplace where it was more consistently warm throughout Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. throughout the year, you know, someplace where I could have a really, really long growing season or be able to grow, you know, some tropical type stuff or some citrus fruits or, um, yep. you know, some of the things that we absolutely just cannot, you know, grow here. So yeah, um, maybe someplace warmer, but it's funny. I mean, I've got, I've got family in Germany that are farmers. Really? <laughs> really? I'm not well, sure well, where that, yeah, I'm not sure where this, this region is that he's talking about, but I've got dairy farmers and I've got, you know, some, some, fa- uh, some hey. family that still do some, some stuff with livestock and, and whatever. So, and there are some very, very beautiful places in Germany yeah. to, uh, to farm for sure. So, you know, I wouldn't mind farming there. Well, yeah, there you go. I hear that. Hey, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe he's not so crazy after all well, about you, this region. <laughs> you can you can milk cows in this game. That is part of this game. So uh, maybe oh, yeah. maybe uh, this is based on your family members. I don't you know. can you can do a little bit of everything this game. There well, there aren't chickens though. That is true. But there and are pigs. They, yeah, there are pigs. You're right. There's pigs and right? uh, some oh, horses. Is that yeah. true? There's pigs. There's there's horses. No. There's cows. There's sheep. Oh, I don't. Think there are pigs actually in this one. Uh, he's he's get- done other games. This this guy has done a, t- a lot of agricultural games before, so I get them all mixed up sometimes. But um, but yeah, you can you can you can raise the the sheep for not only milk but also uh, for their coat for the wool. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then you can you can use the uh, animals for for you can use the cows for milk and for their meat. And uh, horses oftentimes will uh, uh, you know be be work horses for you uh, yeah. in terms of around. No. Now, Karen, you mentioned all the great things that you're doing there on your on your homestead farm there, but um, I think you've, mm-hmm. you've neglected to say. Pete and I learned a lot about farming from this game. I think you yeah. neglected to say probably the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. How often do you go out and cut peat moss? Um, like yeah. how many how many peat boats do you have? How how often are you what's paddling the, around? What's the, the bog? Boat? What's the bog situation over right. there, Karen? On exactly. on your oh plot no. A- yeah, Andrew, I don't think you want me to get into peat and peat moss because uh, anybody who listens, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-oh. See, I have a gardening podcast and we've talked about peat moss and really? we talk about the lack of sustainability of peat yes. moss. Oh, all right. It's a fossil yeah, fuel. So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, the fact that you have to, you know, drain the bog and yep. you're basically destroying the ecosystem of that bog yep. in order to be able to get to the peat in order to be able to, and then you have to restore it. So I think- mm-hmm. Canada has got a really good kind of handle on it. They are pretty strict about how their peat bogs are managed. And Mm. you're only allowed to harvest a very specific small percentage of virgin bogs in order to be able to use the peat. All the rest of them have to come from managed bogs. So that's how they've uh, Ah. worked around it. Now, I don't know how it's going in Europe, but I know that Canada's got a little bit of a handle on it. So I I leave the peat moss stuff to the Canadians and just let them kind of send it down to me. I don't I don't need to have my own peat. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You ever have have leftover peat and you're heating your house with it because you do that? in this game too i mean i'm, I'm sure oh, yeah. you're, you're 
No, I guess this is kind of a problematic game. That well, it takes place in the 1800s, so I guess it was a different, a different time. time yeah, just being that guy. That just make, being that, that guy. Yeah, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. I mean, he does. Uh, you know, he loves history too. This designer, and so um, supposedly he supposedly there's like a 34 page little booklet that you can get <laughs> that God. pertains to this game. That's all about the history of this region that he grew up in, uh, and how and how they like uh, the reason that this region came to such prominence over other regions in Germany was one of the main things, I guess, was the, the peat that they could um, harvest there, but also just other arability of land and stuff like that. Um, so I'm sure for a period of time, at least people, uh, people weren't thinking about the, <laughs> the sustainability of it. And they were just like, Oh my God, fuel, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> exactly. But the secret. I, I love this, a good game with a game. good backstory. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, now, another thing that you can do um, in this game specifically, Karen, is um, there's a wide variety of tools that you can use um, and things that range from plows to axes to shovels. Uh, to peat boats, you know, to all sorts of things. Um, tanning. Um, what do they call it? Tanning, tanning bed? tables? Tanning, no, no tanning, tanning beds are the other. That's the thing. Tanning beds are the other thing. But you know what I mean. Things, things that tan. Something you do not need as a farmer. You do not need tanning beds as farmers. I'm just, I'm just letting yeah, you know right okay. now. You get enough. Sun. Maybe to even out that farmer tan, maybe, but not. <laughs> not yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Um, you, have to, you have to go into a tanning bed, but wear like the reverse clothing. You like, you cover yeah, up your arms. Like, just, it's just sleeves. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, just sleeves right. and nothing else. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure it's even. That's a good way to do it. See, mm-hmm. this is this is Andrew's kind of an entrepreneur. He should That's be you know, moving to, moving to Missouri. Yeah, um, <laughs> everyone. But, <laughs> okay, go opening ahead. up far, farmer standing bits. Um, the uh, but but one thing you can do is you can actually like increase your mastery of these tools, which you know then of course makes your work more efficient. Um, and so my question for you is, as someone who uses just uses tools all day, if you could only master one tool, you know what would it be? Oh, wow. Hmm. Which tool have you leveled up most? I mean, right. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're, great, you're great at all the tools, of course, Karen. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> of course can, I, I can already, I can already tell talking to you, but, but you can only master one of them. What's it going to be? You know what I mean? Hmm. I would have to say if it was the only thing that was going to be available to me, then I might have to choose a Sith. Oh, really? Oh, now we're talking. I mean, it's, that makes yeah, ha- you know, harvesting I mean, easier for you. It makes it would make harvesting easier for you, especially mm-hmm. if you're having to harvest large areas of things, especially anything yeah. that's a type of a grain or anything that you would need to use to uh, to be able to mm-hmm. sustain with. Because a lot of other things you can just harvest by hand; you don't have to worry about it. But you want to get some wheat or some oats or whatever to to subsist yeah. off of. Uh, a Sith is the way to go. Not to mention, yeah. you can use it for other things. You know, personal protection, yes. animals, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's good point. Halloween uh, decoration yeah, right. contest yeah, yeah. or whatever. See? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it could be multifunctional if you were a master of the tool. So very true. Yeah, that's true. Mastery of it opens up all sorts of avenues. Uh, you could be the ghost of uh, Christmas Future or whatever from, uh, you know, Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Specifically the Muppet version. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. You know, there's really only one. All right. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, should I show you my Muppet stuff that's on my <laughs> shelf right now? Yeah, oh, I mean, nobody wow. show us. Nobody can see it. Just I can show you, you because it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I've got my labyrinth stuff. Oh, yeah, I've your got labyrinth my Jim Henson stuff. My right. Doctor Who. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so great. Perfect. <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. I've even got my my John Denver and the Muppets Christmas uh, album. Oh. <laughs> that album's there, great. So. That album's great. That's the one, Andrew. Where uh, that's the one where Gonzo, where they go, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat, and Gonzo goes nice, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> And, and it goes over probably most kids' heads or whatever, but it's like they've already established that he has an attraction to to foul. Yes. And so for him to for them to say the goose is getting fat and for him to go nice is like yeah, anyway, that's that album. It's great. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's see. Now obviously the the designer of this game, we were talking about how how he he grew up in that area. And so he's like going back to his his memories of his childhood in the net area and everything like that where you grew up, Karen, I don't, did you grow up in Missouri? You were saying you, you spent some time in, in Virginia, uh, and, yeah. and such, uh, was that, where yeah, you, no, I didn't, was that where your childhood was in, in Virginia? No, I was all over. I was, yeah, You're I was born over. in Colorado. I spent seven or eight years in Colorado as a kid. And okay. then, you know, we were in Virginia and then we were in Northern California. I actually got wow. stationed in Missouri. So when I got off, uh, duty, this is where I stayed. That makes sense. So yeah, I, cool. I've grown, I grew up all over and I've lived all over. So, okay. Um, so there's no mythical hometown that you think of as a, like an agricultural, like, ah, I remember the agriculture there. You've actually been able to experience, you know, the uh, different settings all over the country, actually. Yeah, actually, I, I always claim Colorado is sort of my hometown or, you know, um, whatever. I, 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 when I lived there, it was, you know, I was out in nature all the time and I had the picture perfect yeah. view of Pikes Peak from my backyard as a kid. Oh, nice. So that was, you know, being mm. in the mountains and stuff and, and, you know, my, my fascination with animals, I think that always was, was a thing. And so yeah. that's, yeah, that's kind of where I, I think I, you know, first, I don't know, started getting interested in just being out in nature and, and working with animals and stuff. So I would say, cool. I would say Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, that's great. Would you want to grow stuff there or is that just too cold, cold. climate for you? Right? Cold, yeah. Probably not. It's not a, it's not an easy climate to grow in. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I know of farmers that are out there and it, it is not, it's tough. It is, it's tough, mm. you know, to, to try to grow anything really out there. So mm. it's not, not an ideal situation. I'd not an ideal. Know. Yeah. Hmm. Or probably more livestock going on in uh, Colorado. Yeah. Maybe more but, ranching and stuff. Yeah. A little bit, you know, but you're still looking at some, you know, some pretty dry. I mean, there's not a lot of moisture out there in the summertime. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of arid almost, you know, it's very low humidity. And so the there's not a, a lot of like really, you know, good grasses and stuff. So you kind of have kind of like, you know, Wyoming and Montana, those areas, you have to have a really large area oh, in yeah. order to be able to graze the same number of cattle that you would be able to graze here. Yeah. You know, for out here, you know, the stocking rate for a, an acre is like one cow calf pair. Uh, the stocking rate in a place like that, you know, one acre is not even enough for one cow calf paper. Uh, you have to have like 10 acres mm. per cow calf pair. This, so. this wow, is wow, this wow, is wow. just Pete. This is just like the difference between fields of yeah. Arla and uh, Agricola, all creatures big and small, because you get yeah. different numbers of animals on the squares on the board. So, I mean, it's the, yeah. same, it's the same thing. And you got to. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you got to. Right. Exactly. Different parts of the world. Obviously, yeah. different Agricola rules. So you're different saying, parts of Europe. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. saying mm -hmm. Wyoming has different board game as a different rule book than you know Missouri or whatever. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. Now, Karen, in this, 
Uve always seems to put in a little bit of like animal husbandry in his game. Um, and uh, so usually when you put two of the same animal in a place over the course of a round, you'll usually get another animal. Uh, and in this one specifically, when you have, uh, is it four? You have, when you have four, exactly four animals in the same place, you end up with two. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, is that in your experience, do you, do you feel like that? Uh, do those numbers sound about right? If you put four animals in a spot, you might, you might get two out of it. You might only end up with having two at the end or you get two no. additional. <laughs> two additional. Yeah. No, no. Right. Two additional. It's a, it's a I was going to say, that yeah. sounds like cannibalism to me. And that's not what we're going for. In oh, two history. additional. Yes. Two additional. <laughs> two additional. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Depending. Yeah. Depending on the animal. I mean, that yeah. that's how it works. I mean, but mm -hmm. if it's obviously if they're not, they don't have any pigs in that game, then obviously that they, they, they we can skip that part because pigs oh, can have anywhere okay. from eight to 16 at one oh. time. See, that's, oh. that's big oh, wow. shen shenanigans on uh, all creatures, big and small Pete, at other game that we've reviewed. That's a good point. Cause yeah. you, you usually only get one pig. Yeah. Uh, wow, see, we're, wow. we're starting to see through all yeah. these, all the cracks. In yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, chickens, Chickens will sit on a clutch of eggs that's anywhere from eight to 16, you know, sure. wow. averages around, you know, 10 or 12. So, yeah, wow. I mean, wow, maybe wow. for, you know, for for cattle, yeah, okay, one is usually mm -hmm. proper. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, two, but usually yeah, just yeah, one, yeah. you know, goats, yeah. multiples, one, two, three. Goats. So, mm -hmm. yeah. wow, goats, multiple. Okay. So the math Good might be a little off there. Yeah. Now, wow, Pete, wow, wow. Isn't it also, it's been, now it's been a little bit since we played this, but isn't it true that, when you have five in the same spot, then you get none because you get one. You don't get, you get the two. That you, you don't get, get the two. You get one. And I was always saying that uh, you know they get a little shy basically when there's that many people. You know what I mean? And too many. No, it's because the guys are too busy fighting each other to even mess with the girl. See? That's there we go. go. <laughs> there we go. I knew Karen would know the answer. To that okay, one. that's that actually is. yeah. Too much peacock in. Too much. Uh, too much <laughs> testosterone mm -hmm. there. Yeah, that mm -hmm. kind of makes sense more than that they're too shy. <laughs> 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 um Karen, my main question for you is should Ooh, we all go should should society completely go back to agrarian culture or am I just have I just romanticized it too much? Um do you think we should all go back to growing basically? Uh no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I don't think so at all. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, I'm Fair sorry enough. to burst Fair your enough. bubble. I know you've romanticized it and all. But okay. Yeah. Well, I was. And I was I'm sorry. About, there are a lot of people that I've seen and Walmart's out there. Wouldn't you know? survive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Very true. It's she's yes. She's looking at two of them right now. I, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Who me? You know what I mean? Just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's a reason there are producers and consumers. Okay. You yeah, just have to figure out which side of that line that you're on and which one you're yeah. comfortable with. But good point. Good Karen, point. Would you say that maybe it's important for everybody to at least grow something? Mm. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I like the way that you think, Andrew. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do think that everybody should just grow something of their own. That is, wow. yeah, that is a good tenant of mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I kind of, I like, I've been listening to your show. I think, um, in all honesty, I, th I think it gives some practical advice, even for people who are just growing something uh, just real small. Like, even if, even if you have mm -hmm. like an apartment and you're growing something on your balcony or something like that, like, I think there's some good tips in there um, for, yeah. uh, for people to check out. So, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about, you know, there, there is power in food 
And and yeah. you should, as an individual, know what it feels like, even if you're not going to rely on it for your meals, you should <laughs> know what it feels like to be able to grow even just one thing and be able to look down on your plate and say, you know what, I grew that and I'm feeding that yeah. to myself. I'm giving that to my family. And it doesn't matter what size of a space you have. You know, if you've got a if you've got a balcony, if you've got a sunny window in your apartment, I don't care if you've got a dark closet and you can just throw a light in there, you mm -hmm. know, something, anything um, is better than nothing because everybody should know what that what that feels like and should know how to do it. Yeah. So, uh, Karen, we can't let you go here without asking you a little bit about uh, your board games. Uh, mm. Have any favorite board games that you've played in the past or do you play board games currently? Anything uh, anything hitting your table? Yeah, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> I love board games. Um, I, it's been a while since I've actually been able to have time and sit down and play a bunch of board yeah. games that, you know, yeah. farming, mm -hmm. farming mm -hmm. takes up a, a little bit. Um, yeah. I, and unfortunately, and I'm really glad that <laughs> I now I'm listening to you guys too, because I'm one of those people who it's like, I, re I have, my time is very valuable yeah. and mm -hmm. I hate going and spending 50 or 60 bucks on a board game yeah. and bringing it home. And we sit down and we play it once and go, well, that sucked. And yeah, put it away yeah. and, and yes. never look, look at it again. Um, but no, I mean, we actually picked up uh, Time Stories, oh, I think yeah. last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. And um, and we enjoyed it. We just haven't, I mean, it's it, it was really in depth. It was a little bit deeper than what yeah. we thought it was going to be. And so it's not one of those where you just like pull it out and you you know, play for mm -hmm. you know, it, it. You really got to get into it. So, but I'd be interested in getting back to that one for sure. So, but I'm yeah. glad, you know, like I said, that I'm listening to you guys. I'm following your leaderboard. I'm picking up, some, mm -hmm. you know, some ideas of what my my next board game investment might be. Yes, so, yes, oh, yes. Great. I like it. And Karen, if if the folks listening want to follow that journey, but also just your agricultural journey in general, everything you're growing, and just learn as much as they can from you, how are they going to do that? Where do they? Where should they go to find out more from you? I am just grow something podcast on all of the apps. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. That's the name of the podcast. You can find the podcast at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com. And if you want to follow the farm, you can follow us too. That's uh, Wolf Creek Family Farm. And that's the same Ooh. thing across Instagram, Facebook, you know, dot com, all that kinds of thing. But yeah, the gardening podcast awesome. for everybody is just grow something podcast. Um, and that's as, great. Al as always, we're going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. So yeah. you can click on that. So uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, thanks again, Karen, for joining us. Everybody should go check out Just Grow Something podcast. It's, it's honestly yeah. a good show. So um, take a listen. Absolutely. And, uh, Karen, thanks for joining us here on the show. Thanks so much, Karen. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Dang, that was fun, Andrew. Um, but uh, you know what wouldn't be fun, Andrew, if we woke up tomorrow and uh, turns out tomorrow is post-apocalyptic. post-apocalyptic wow so if tomorrow were post-apocalyptic that means that today would be apocalyptic and then afterwards would be post-apocalyptic so you know exactly or maybe overnight it was mm -hmm. apocalyptic and then tomorrow <laughs> wouldn't that be terrible yeah uh, while you were asleep you yeah. know the apocalypse happened you know what i mean and then you wake <laughs> up and, <laughs> you, sounds you like some uh, apocalypse that sounds like a uh, romantic comedy novel or something. While you were sleeping, <laughs> the apocalypse happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the world is done, people. It's it's post-apocalyptic here, and uh, the, we're mm -hmm. gonna say that in this scenario, there's only one copy of this game left, uh, Fields of Arla, and so 
Pete and I we're going to be fighting over it uh, with our tribes yeah. here in this in this uh, dystopian world. So, what yeah. weapon? What weapon are you bringing to the fight? How far are you going to go to get this game? And Pete, well, let's yeah. let's make it kind of. This is farming edition. This is agrarian edition of post apocalyptic. Ah, very okay? smart. So I'm going to ask yeah. you, Pete, what? Here's a question for you. What farming tool are you using to fight me? Hmm. Hmm. Andrew, there's a there's a lot of good options with farming tools, even like just restricted to this game, Andrew. Because right. I don't know. You know, you got they got the slaughtering table. That's gonna have a lot of sharp tools. You know. Oh, um. They got the fleshing beam. I could just tie you to the fleshing beams. You know what I mean? Uh. Yeah. Sounds like a Game of Thrones thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Andrew, here's the thing, Andrew. Yeah. I'm going to go with maybe the less popular option, which is shovel pair, Andrew. Shovel because in pair. this game, mm-hmm. in this game, Andrew, I forgot, yes. the axes are individual, the spades are individual, you know, the pottery wheel are individual, but the shovels come in pairs. You keep track of how many pairs of shovels you have. Yes. Um, and so that means, Andrew, I'm going to have a shovel in each hand. Okay. Wow. I'm double fisting. I'm doing. Uh, I could even put them together and be the Darth Maul of two shovels. You know what oh. I mean? It's <laughs> well, up that's to me. Cool. You know that what is, I mean? That is cool. All right. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to be swinging those things around. I got a shovel in each hand, swinging them around. You're going to be out cold. That's what I think. Andrew. I'm, I'm um, picturing it right now. You're coming. You're coming to the fight. Yeah. Duel of the Fates, and you hold up yeah. one shovel, and I'm like, uh-oh. And then you hold up another shovel next to it. And it's like, no! Yeah. The audience goes crazy. <laughs> You're, like, <laughs> meditating in between yeah, in between fields, you know what I mean? Yeah, in between wheat fields. Uh, Andrew, yeah, what are you thinking? What do you? What tool are you using here, Andrew? Well, Pete, um, I listen, I've been kind of burying this this for the whole show but i do know a thing about farming okay i know my farming tools for you so yeah so i'm bringing i think i'm gonna win because i'm bringing a gun and yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's right i use a gun on my farm to scare away birds from eating my crops i see birds and i just fire my gun into the air so that's a farming tool baby um Yeah, and so yeah. that's not. Uh, um, and also, if Uva is listening, and and you know, <laughs> gosh, I, I if you are Uva, well, we, uh, wow, great. I love you. I think Andrew loves you too. But oh, I do, um, I do. Know, yeah, reach out. You know what I mean? Because uh, we'd love to. We're good. Anyway, uh, but if Uva is listening. You also, we love you so much. You can have that idea for free for an expansion. <laughs> guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fields of our like guns edition. Guns edition. Well, okay, um, fine. <laughs> if you don't think maybe that's not. Maybe uh, Uva doesn't think that's a, no. a farming tool. Wait, here, here's what I'll say. Okay, if, if a gun is not you a farming can do tool... Guns. No, it's fine. Uh, how about I'm bringing my flamethrower instead, okay? Because okay, that's a farming talking. tool. That is used in slash-and-burn agriculture. I know slash it's, n- it's kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. these days, but it is technically mm. a farming tool. Some farmers do hmm. use it. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm bringing a gun and a flamethrower, wow. and you have two shovels yeah. in your hands, so... As, you've, as dramatic you've got, as you've got a gun and you've got a, you've got a gun in one hand and a flamethrower in the other hand. Uh, and Andrew, I wish that was enough, Andrew. Uh, but don't get it twisted. My tribe will have this game, Andrew, because I have just to let you know, I have instructed them that if my two shovels were to fail me, yeah, and you kill me, they just breach the dike and let the water flow in and just oh. 
that's yep. So good luck that's getting brutal. out of that with your gun and your uh, flamethrower. Flame you know what I mean? You might have gotten me, but you you won't get the game. It's the bottom line. Oh wow! So no, you really don't want to have you don't don't want to have this game at all. Okay. Well, you know I what? I have it, Andrew. Pete, my, even, I have, even if I don't have it, I got to think about the future. I, mean, I have instructed my tribe to, <laughs> okay. if if that does happen and the water does start flowing, to immediately uh -huh. fire up the shrink ray that they brought to this fight, um, so that your tribe can all get shrunk and and drown in the in the water, and we can at least try hmm. and swim. Yeah. So I think hmm. I think yo, babe, you're gonna be shrunk. <laughs> Yo, babe, I'm shrunk. Well, Andrew, it looks as if you fired off your Segway Ray, and <laughs> and we we got a we got a nice big juicy Segway out of that. Yo, yo yeah, babe, right, yo, babe, I'm Segwayed. Yeah. Pew 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 pew. Suddenly, we find ourselves in the next segment. Pretty wild here. It's almost <laughs> like time travel, Andrew. Um, we. So in this segment, of course, we were involved in a terrible science experiment gone wrong, and now. We're like a quarter inch high or whatever, what, mm -hmm. however big a Cheerio is or whatever from the movie. <laughs> but we still got to play. Are Cheerios a quarter inch high, Andrew? What do you think? Uh, actually, I was kind of saying that facetiously because I was like, there's no way. But maybe they are. Who knows? If you know out there and you've measured a Cheerio before, hit us up. I'd, Our I'd... Uh, Gmail is yes. at gmail.com. Uve. Send us your Cheerio uh, pictures next to a ruler. I send would say, us your Cheerio pictures. Well, and if you're listening over there, Uve, I'm sure how many centimeters is this Cheerio? I don't, they might not even have Cheerios. I don't even know. Are they international? Is that, well, they're uh, probably called like uh, Kugla O's or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, whatever. I would, I would wager that a Cheerio is about a, a half an inch high. I could probably Google, Google it right now while you uh, keep, All right. keep talking about Listen, this. Listen. Andrew, so we're shrunk. How are we going to play this game is the idea. We are shrunk. Um, if I'm shrunk, Andrew, I'm going to tell you just right now, and you probably could have predicted this, I just live here now, Andrew. Okay? If I'm shrunk, I'm not worried about playing this game. This is my life now. Okay? I finally get to live out my life as a farmer, and I don't have to, you know, I don't have to buy a farm or whatever. Now I'm shrunk, and I have one, you know? Um, and it might be cardboard and whatnot, but that, that won't, I won't, you know, I'm still going to work hard at it. So wipe my brow and whatnot at the end of the day. Uh, probably going to put my feet up. I'm going to like, you know, maybe cut a hole in the buildings and live in the buildings. You know what I mean? I'm going to love having my, uh, sheep and, uh, probably going to ride one of these wooden horses. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you're going to, you know, somebody, you're, you might want to play the game and I'm just like, I'm actually busy. I actually got to <laughs> go, you know, plow. I just actually got to go plow my field, you know? So that's um, it. You're just you're just a tiny farmer it. now. I'm okay. just a I'm just a, a cardboard game farmer now, Andrew. And yeah. uh, quite frankly, to the point where they're going to have to hold me down in front of a grow way grow ray to uh, to get me back <laughs> to size. I'm gonna I'm gonna they're gonna have to drag me kicking and screaming back to normal size, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about um, you? Um, uh, by the way, a Cheerio is half inch. I was right, half inch, half inch uh, tall. Wow. So there you go. Wow, wow. So I'd say quarter inch is about right because the kid is in the center of a Cheerio in that one. So you only know about you only know how big a Cheerio is because you have a <laughs> child, and uh, that means you have picked up <laughs> roughly one million Cheerios in your life. <laughs> yes, and also I learned that uh, it would take five hundred one 
0.65 million Cheerios to circle the Earth. Uh, one time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, because your child has in fact circled the Earth before <laughs> with the Cheerios, leaving a trail for me. Yes, to pick up, leaving a trail. For um, me. Mm-hmm. but they're all like, you know, every one that I pick up is like sticky for some reason and like stuck to the carpet. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. He, he did, he did put all of them in his mouth before he. <laughs> <laughs> dropped them on the ground uh, around the earth yeah mm-hmm. um okay so you're gonna be just be a farmer well luckily for me then i can play the game because i was thinking about it this game i think would be pretty easy to play when you're tiny um yeah. i guess the, the hardest thing to move would be those worker discs um but they're really mm-hmm. not i mean what are they they're about the size of a cheerio i think i could push it around mm-hmm. you know um yeah the board is slippery enough so Luckily, I, th- I think it would be actually easier than real farming. So I'm going to sit here and play the game and enjoy myself. And uh, when you get some food for me, I'll eat it. Okay? And uh, so you do the hard <laughs> okay. work. And, mm-hmm. and I'll mm-hmm. sit over here just playing a game for the rest of my life. Okay. Because, that like we said, like heaven to me, it works great as a one-player game. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm going solo then. And yeah. I've got a new uh, way of life. Well, there yeah. you go. We're both happy. Uh, by the way, Andrew, the uh, tokens that represent food, which is a resource in this game you can get, they're like a, I love oh. it because it's like a pot that is kind of like, bo- it's like a dirty pot that is like boiled over with some kind of stew or something like that. It's such a, such a good, we're not doing, we're not doing hungry, hungry hosts, Andrew, as a segment in this episode, <laughs> right. but I think that's just because we both know what we'd be doing. We'd be, we'd be licking that pot. That's what I'll do when I'm shrunk too, by the way, you know, I'm going to, you're going to catch me licking that pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> making eye contact with you, licking the, uh, you know, licking the artwork off the artwork, uh, illustrated grease off the side of that pot. <laughs> well, Andrew, and, uh, <clears throat> of course I got to return back to reality cause that is something that I could do if I was shrunk, but I'm not. So back to reality here and, uh, where, wherein two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? All right. How sure are you that Pete just fired off the segue, Ray? Um, uh, and also, how sure are you that You're not two the people... only one who has a segue, Ray. Andrew? That's right. You have your own. I know. Uh, how sure are you that two people should play this game? We're I gonna did. Give the... Andrew. Yeah. How about this? I did the laborer imitation spot. Oh, just... there you go. And I just... For my action, I copied your action of the right Segway because Ray. because the Segway Ray is actually a summer action, but we were in winter. But like yeah. you, you, mm-hmm. I, I took it, but then you did that. anyway. Um, how right. sure are you the two people play this game? We're gonna give this game a rating from zero to one hundred percent. So wow. I, I'll go first here. I thought uh, I thought I was going to hate this game. I this was honestly yeah. like a little this favor was... I was doing for <laughs> for for making him yeah. sit through. Which, he didn't hate the game, but Star Wars Rebellion, I loved that game. Right. It was right up my alley. Pete yeah. didn't really care for I, that game I, that much. I didn't I didn't hate the game, right. I didn't hate the game. It's 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 fun enough, but it kind of... And I... Mm, it yeah. Was, you know. It was a little long for you. Not my thing. Not totally, your thing. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm, this was going to yeah. be the same mm-hmm. thing. I thought I was going to be like, okay, yeah, I can see why you like this game. Like, it's 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 a good game, but it's not for me, and mm-hmm. it takes takes way too long to play. 
But I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. I thought it was great. Um, huh. I thought it was fun. And only I only thought it was fun... Be- well, at first I saw... Oh, my gosh. There are 30 spaces you could... I think I texted you, right? 30 places right. to put workers? Like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Like, you were like, oh, come on. You know what I mean? You were like... <laughs> yeah. I was so... Uh, you know, I was so pissed off about that. But anyway, uh, I... I was pleasantly surprised because of the sandbox nature of it, because you don't get in each other's yeah. way and because you don't feel like, like in Agricola, it's just always so stressful to feed your family. Oh my gosh, I got to have enough. Same mm-hmm. thing with Agricola, all creatures big and small. There weren't enough. Yeah. For me, there weren't enough turns to really build the farm that I wanted to build. And in this game, yeah. you have plenty of time and you have plenty of resources to build the farm that you want to build. So mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I gave it an 89%. Um, really good game. Wow. Yes. Wow, um, wow, 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 Andrew. It gives you it gives uh, you room to breathe. It, it uh, you know, like we, all the things we talk about, what specialty do you want to go for mm-hmm. for this time? And, and um, I would say the only drawbacks for me, the reason why maybe it wasn't higher, um, what, because it was, well, A, it's so, it is so big. You do need to buy a bigger table, like that one reviewer said. Um, and yeah. there are so many choices that you can definitely have analysis paralysis on this, and um, that's why I, I think we it would be better. We certainly did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be better playing solo because you could just have this set up if you want to take over your whole dining room table mm-hmm. for a week. You could just have it set up and like just keep thinking about a move and take as long as you want. Um, but actually, I think yeah. the, I, mean, I think the different paths. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who would do be who would do that though. Just like at kicking my kicking my <laughs> dining room table underneath the fridge or whatever. <laughs> just. Like... Yeah, I don't know who would do that. Um, I don't know who would do that. No, I think all these different paths, it encourages a lot of replay value because you have, you know, you could play it totally different the second time you play it. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I would say maybe the only bigger game that we've reviewed, because especially for a two-player game, you don't see two-player games that are this big. Usually it's a small, cheap thing mm-hmm. in a box. Um, maybe the only yeah. bigger one was Star Wars X-Wing uh, because that one potentially yeah. could be... It could be huge, I mean... It could be endless, mm-hmm. um, but also right with all the with all the different add-ons you could do. Yeah. yeah, if you want to be really insane with that game, you can play with more than two people. It doesn't really say that in the rulebook, but you can just like throw in a third person. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll say the other thing: the, I was going to give it a ninety, but I gave it eighty-nine because a little pet peeve of mine, pet Pete of mm-hmm. mine, is that <laughs> Pete, the resource of Pete, is a little black yeah. cube. But it's the only resource that's shaped like a cube. Everything else is a little disc, oh, and, and or like a, a little animeeple, an animeeple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why is this a cube?" I don't know. It just bothered me. I don't know why uh, it did, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. Yeah. It well, I, mean, I think that's probably just uh, Uve is a designer that designs with his heart. I feel like, uh, and so sometimes. The, not all the things like line up and are the same. Like so, I think he probably had this idea in his head. <laughs> Of the hey, mechanic of you, you mate? like when you flip over the, um, when you drain the moor, yeah, and then you put the four peat cubes on the tile, and they even have little divots where you put them, yeah, and then you take them off one by one when you remove them. Like I think he, <laughs> I think he really loved that idea of literally physically removing cubes of peat. Now and yeah. also peat, by the way, yeah. does usually get chopped chopped out and put into like rectangular bricks you know i, mean? I just so. i just realized maybe that's why it is because it comes in like a brick form uh when you mm-hmm. process it or so, so it was accurate <laughs> maybe so but it was the only thing that was but you're cube. right it's not 
the the other ones are on like a caverna k versus cave style like number line track where you move yeah. the discs up and down and everything like that and this one was not but i think it's i think it's because he just loved that idea of the mechanic of physically removing them from the moor yeah uh and you know even if that is like the one resource that doesn't line up that way i think that's what i mean that's what he really just if he if he loves something he's gonna go with he doesn't care you know he's kind of yeah. based andrew he's, right. kids he's say. very you know based. what i mean not sure he what doesn't that mind means, being I'm, I'm sure that he you is. know he he doesn't he's not trying to satisfy the he's not going with the stat you know the status quo you know what i mean um is that what based andrew means? yeah based uh it is somebody who uh is not trying to like appease this uh powers that be in the status quo or whatever they are they think differently you know what i mean they just think the way they think and they're oh. not they do it for them not for other people kind of thing yada yada that's yada. Mis- that's misleading because um, i would think based would be like you'd be like at a home base you'd be like secure and like mm. yes i'm always like yeah, okay that's different than what i thought okay never mind. yeah 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 you learn stuff. Um, you learn stuff when you're old. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, that's, what's your... that's because well, that's just a that's just a, a you know that is almost like um, what do they call that thing in the desert with when they see the oasis uh, <laughs> a mirage a charade a charade a charade mirage a mirage Andrew that's just kind of like a mirage because you are a uh, Phillies fan and you are and you are <laughs> oh, thirsty yeah, for. Touching home base or whatever, yes, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're just seeing it everywhere you go now, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, un- unfortunately, okay, Andrew, I'm a Phillies fan. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Andrew, um, glad to hear that you gave it an 89, Andrew, because not only does this Phillies, game give you breathing room, that gives fa- us some breathing room on the Fun fact, Philly, Andrew, Phillies, are Phillies, the, uh, Phillies are the losingest fran- uh, professional sports franchise in America, by the way. They've uh, lost more games. Is that true? Yes. Well, they've been around since 1883, but uh, uh, yes. Okay. And so, so just they've not had a like long per... Time. And baseball... Not per, you know, not percentage yeah. or whatever. No, not percentage-wise, mm. but they've lost the most... Oh! No, I think it is uh, just they've lost the most games uh, in bulk. Wow. Be- also because in baseball you play every single day, so... Uh, yeah. Um, but that is... But you're right that that is, like, in terms of, like, if every loss does something yeah. to somebody that is the most negative and you know. and i'll say there are several not all of them but there are several other baseball teams that have been around that long or even slightly longer yeah. and they don't have as many mm-hmm. losses as the phillies so well and also you've been around that uh amount yeah. of time too because you are kind of like uh, i've seen them all you know you're I kind s- of like a elf from uh, lord of rings uh, i saw him back know. when uh, when uh, Pinky McGillan had played uh, <laughs> shortstop and and uh, won the pie eating contest in the same afternoon, <clears throat> good old Pinky McGillan. If you still yep. if you got one of those cards at home, hold on to it because it's pretty pretty valuable. Andrew, I'm 99 percent sure two people should play this. 99. 99. This is some of the most fun Andrew oh, that I've this had. Is a, this is a record. This is the highest rating games. either this of is... us has given a game ever on mm-hmm. the show. 99. That right, That's right. Oh, That's right, Andrew. Yeah. I, I left. I left. Speaking of breathing room, I left breathing room on top for something to blow me away even more, Andrew. You know, there. It's not 100. You're going um, with the, the Fisher listen, Evans model of not giving it the top. Although you you have given game zero, you have given you have given uh, game zero percent. Yeah. By the way, so well that's because I just that throw you... those uh, trash on the trash pile. But <laughs> I don't have a you know. <laughs> so you're saying there listen. there could potentially be a better game than this one, maybe, but yeah. there could not be <clears throat> yeah, a worse. I'm open to it. 
There could not be a worse game than Battleship, is what you're saying. There, uh, uh, and Crossfire, and you know all those other ones. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> all yeah, Connect, Connect yeah. Four, I believe you gave mm-hmm. a zero also. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. okay. Great. Andrew, I love Just making decisions in games, great. and specifically learning from decisions that I've made in previous playthroughs, and then changing my strategy and my path through the game based on that, and trying different paths out. This is it. This is unlike this is all you can eat. This is all you can eat buffet, baby. Okay. I was gonna say. Um, unlike in <laughs> real, unlike in real life, where I don't learn from mistakes now, guys. Okay. Yeah, I never. Yes, exactly. I've never learned from a mistake in my life. Been the same guy for thirty some years. <laughs> uh, I still have a, still wear a diaper, and I still <laughs> eat. Straight. Uh, I haven't had never had a solid Yo, food phase in my life. Andrew. I w- um, I wish. I but, wish. Go ahead. But baby knows what baby likes, and it's this game. <laughs> baby uh love the agrarian setting andrew i've often said that uh, one of uva's other pieces of uh work uh real piece of work this other game feast for odin has always been one of my uh favorite games ever that i've ever played um and uh but i gotta say i much uh you know uh prefer this kind of like countryside northern german countryside mm-hmm. farm life to to the viking life you know what i mean so um so the fact that this was like a precursor of that and you see a lot of this you see a lot of what became uh, a feast for odin mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. Uh, i think it was two years later he made that game yeah you see a lot of that dna in this game so it hits uh it hits uh different for me there i i, I like this setting even better um i love to you know the whole trading goods getting tools to help you get better at things building buildings raising animals growing food all that stuff i think it's quite frankly uh, like a tranquil setting you know what i mean and and even Mm -hmm. even that translates into the 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 play feel of it i felt very peaceful playing through this game um and i think you felt that too and that's why you thought you were going to hate it but then ended up liking it because even though it's not your game this is still isn't the kind of thing you necessarily want to be doing um is you know right <laughs> harvesting radishes and stuff like that it was it was like a peaceful farm life yes feel to it and not a like clash you know head-to-head thing you know um and uh, i think that's nice uh, a reviewer for this game actually used the word cozy for it and i think that's i think that's oh. resonates with me you know it's now, uh, unfortunately for you, Andrew, I could play this game for hours and not feel bored, and that's <laughs> that has happened in our playthroughs of this I in the past, like, yeah. <clears throat> where the time flies by, baby, and I think maybe it was, oh, what have we been playing this for 10 minutes, and it's been three hours, you know? I feel um, like, well, I, well can, can we settle this? Because I feel like I wanted to play this game, that's why I want to play it solo and not with you, uh, sorry. Um, mm-hmm, the, I mm-hmm, felt like this mm-hmm. game, if you, if... If you care, like, do I care about winning the game? Then yeah, I could spend oh, a lot point. of time. I could spend a lot of time thinking about what's going to give me the most points yeah. and what should I do. Right. But if I just want to make right. a fun farm and just kind of go with it, I'm just going to kind of you yeah. know pick stuff that I. That's think a good of. point. You know, right but uh, but even if I was playing this solo, I would take a long time, I think, because I and there wasn't like a win. If there wasn't somebody like to win against, quote unquote, it's just like I love the idea of like thinking like thinking ahead a little bit and being like. Yeah, I mean, if I get, I'm I'm gonna want to build that building, so I want to get right. some food, so I'm gonna have to trade. Should I do this and that? Like, what's the most efficient? You know, it's an efficiency puzzle, is what it is, yes. which is what Uve is so good at. Definitely. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, that's what always causes me to have analysis paralysis, is because I 
the idea of being coming like cracking the code of how to be the most efficient is like so appealing to me and it's probably a disease i have um <laughs> in one way or another um anyway listen um it's also just gratifying to sit back at the end of a game and realize that over the course of the game you you spent what is amounts to four and a half years improving a piece of land and it just feels gratifying to look at the work that you've done and yes. suddenly you know i mean you started out with the board looking like this empty for the most part now you got all these buildings and these fields and these yeah you know um you've cleared out so much land you've you know you've moved the dikes back so that there's more arable land that you can then build you know i mean it just right. that's something so gratifying about that um that just really warms my heart uh, this is a game, Andrew, for people who like good, honest, hard work, Andrew, okay? So all the capitalist scum can kick rocks and go play Monopoly or whatever. This is the people's game, Andrew. Human human I'm going to say it, Andrew. Humanity should never have evolved past this point. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay? Uh, well, you, so, you realize they, they did not have uh, indoor plumbing at this point, so I'm going to say I love that... it. <laughs> I love it. We should be burning our our waste. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, now wouldn't that be something uh, yeah. if you could use that instead of peat? You know, it's like, oh, I don't have enough peat. Well, <laughs> listen, Andrew. Now we're talking about the game um, Water World, the game where you can drink your own urine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. People remember, people remember that movie? Very disappointing. Um, Very disappointing. If uh, listen, if Andrew, I'm telling you right now, if capitalism didn't rule the united states we would have figured out a way to drink our own urine by now but there's just not enough money in it so they, they were not they're not going to do it even though it would save yeah anyway uh, andrew follow <laughs> more of my so. conspiracy theories at uh <laughs> I, I don't think so. that one i'm at, gonna disagree with you two can play that game <laughs> podcast on instagram andrew i forgot to tell you that i have changed the uh you know <laughs> the, the material i cover uh from uh, stuff about our podcast to conspiracy theories about uh, how we would we would live in Waterworld if only we were a socialist, you know, democracy. Andrew. Well, not true because we got... are going to live in Waterworld once the polar ice caps melt, and then it will be Waterworld. It's so, coming. Yeah, it's coming, baby. Due so, to, Andrew, uh, before we better we due better to burning our, all that our... peat, you know, all the peat burning. <laughs> <laughs> melted the polar ice caps. Uh, we are going way off the rails here. Let's get <laughs> now. Don't now don't don't burn this beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Right. Andrew, before we're underwater, we got to finish our leaderboard. Andrew, speaking of which, let's take a trip to the leaderboard. Leaderboard. All right, we're gonna take a little trip over to the old leaderboard here. Uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. we gave it two different scores, but that's not our final score. We got to average it together. Now I know what some of the longtime fans of this show are thinking. Pete gave this one a ninety-nine. Is this gonna be a new number one on the leaderboard? Well, let's average it out. Pete gave it an, uh, an astounding ninety-nine. I gave it an eighty-nine, which is gonna give us an average score of ninety-four. We are ninety-four percent sure that two people should play oh. this game, and that wow. puts it in second place on the leaderboard oh, so oh close God. so close <laughs> to the first place go wow 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 <laughs> go wow, is wow. still the number one game at 95 percent um okay because... you know well earned then i would say at that point yeah 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 yep uh, uh that was that was close that was a close one but that was um, close and andrew if in only... so doing in so if... doing polis 
has been dropped out of the. That was a short-lived top five. Yeah, spot for Polis, <laughs> and and what is above Polis, Andrew? But Star Wars Empire versus Rebellion. So now new- that kind of now that in high, now that Polis got dropped out of the top five, um, <laughs> it looks like maybe <laughs> I'm having a regret about <laughs> doing that one so high. So. The uh, now the new top five is go. Fields of Arla, Fog of Love, down to number three. Yeah. Wow, that was number two for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Seven Wonders Duel, down to number four. That was up at number two mm-hmm. originally. And, and Star Wars Empire vs. Rebellion, still in the top five, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Um, should I round up? We haven't done this in a while. I'm going to round up the top ten. Top uh, Number six is Polis. Uh, number seven, yep. Android Netrunner. Number eight, right. Circle Circle the Wagons, still high up there. Um, yeah, baby. Nine, oh, yeah. Car- Carcassonne the Castle. And ten, mm-hmm. another Uve title, Patchwork. Uh, much, Ooh, two, much two lighter Uwe than this one. titles in the top ten. Wow. Yeah, I keep saying Uve. I'm just, it's just in my habit now. It's Uwe, okay. Sorry. But uh, you know. Me too. I'm going back and forth too. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, Andrew, that is cool. <laughs> Is it? Is it though? Is it? Is it cool? I don't know. It's I'm gonna say I'm, cool, I'm breaking Andrew. the uh, I'm breaking the improv rule. No, it's not cool, Pete. No, I'm gonna say no. Okay. It's no, it's not. No, that's that's not cool at all. But, <laughs> but are we? Cool? Are we... <laughs> are we cool? Okay, are we cool after that uh, messy segue? Are we still cool after that messy segue? Um, hmm. And also, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? You know, you keep, you know, speaking of spreadsheets, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, I yeah. hope that all of you listening at home keep track of your friendship on a spreadsheet. You know, how many points? Oh, I assume they do. Yeah, I assume everybody does. That's why. That's why we're lucky enough to have a friend. You know, people who don't, they mm-hmm. have no friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. Um, Pete, I thought, you know, much like we just talked about patchwork, where you're just kind of working simultaneously next to each other, and you don't usually get in each other's way, uh, too much. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. this one, we're definitely cool. I gave it a plus four on the friendo meter. uh, so... Wow, Andrew, I gave it a plus four, too! Yes! So we are net wow. plus, plus eight! This is a huge swing yep. for us, so... Thank goodness. Yeah, this is one of those games, Andrew, where I, I, you know, like you were referring to earlier, I'm not necessarily even trying to beat you or whoever I'm playing no. against. I honestly don't care. I honestly care just want to build yep. an efficient pathway towards a farm. And the fact that somebody else is doing it next to me is even better because then I get to see somebody else's try at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's very much of. Uh, you can kind of show off your farm and like, hey, look what I just pulled off. And you can also look, look at what your what your opponent just did and say, they're not even an opponent in this one. It's like, a, wow, oh, that's a pretty cool yeah. combination. How you, how you work that around. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have, uh, I, I plowed five wheat fields. Yeah. I'm all wheat. I'm a, I'm, I got a wheat farm over here, literally. I, uh, and, uh, and, what? and, and I built like a bunch of ovens or whatever, and I'm just baking bread like crazy. And it's yes. like, wow. Oh, I was I was Baker the bread I was definitely the bread maker last time we played, and I remember you were going nuts yeah. with uh, with the hides, turning them into leather goods, and then trading off the leather I goods had, for stuff. And I I had oh. some of that. I had some of that, but I was also doing a lot of wool too. I was trying yes. to do a lot of. wool. I had so many shearing. sheep. You know, you were I mean? shearing the sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was but shearing a bunch. Yeah. I don't think I call I me Ed. You could call me Ed <laughs> Sheeran. You know what I mean? I was yeah, oh, yeah. 
you were edge here and for sure um i don't think mm-hmm. that whole game i even had one thing of leather the whole game i you know so that's how diversified <laughs> it can be is that, you know it's you can just wow. uh you can play a whole game and not even touch one of the resources and then one mm. game and just be like a baron of that exactly yeah. yeah right exactly or a or warden a, if you will i don't know there's a, uh, there's a monger there's one of, of the that. one of the things you can do in the game is be a, a warden i think you can be a mayor too it's 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 wild there's so many things you can do in this game um andrew uh i want to tune back into this game of uh, at some point of course and i'm glad that you do too i was glad to hear you say or uh i do want to play that, that you do Mm-hmm. Yes, I do want to play this game uh, again in the future, just for fun, not for just for the podcast purposes. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow! Which is big because that I, like I said, I thought I was going to hate this game, and uh, yes, yeah. I do want to play again. So I, I just wish you wow. could, you know, return the favor to me, and we could play Star Wars Rebellion again. I think it's time for to play that. We one again. absolutely could. We absolutely okay. could, Andrew. Absolutely, Good. I do. Just need a slight, you know, uh, expansion, maybe house rules, where I can, uh, you know, make a. I can build a peat boat uh, <laughs> on on a planet. Uh, let me think. On on Naboo or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> just grant no, me they that. Should... You know what I mean? Oh, okay. All right. Uva, if you're listening, okay. Uva Rosenberg, um, please make, <laughs> oh jeez, make a Euro-style yeah. worker placement game where you are a moisture farmer on Tatooine, and uh, wow. I will, I will play the heck out of that game. I that'll be, whew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, it is worth getting sued by Disney. They will take you yeah. for everything that you own for sure. But it's worth it. Come on, you know what I mean? Because I'll promote the game. I'll promote it on this show. Yeah, and yeah, you know. I mean, we'll probably play it on this, sh- you know, show and talk about it. So, what it, more well, can you ask for? You know, in I mean? fact, I'm gonna rework this whole show. It's not no longer two can play that game. It's uh, it's just a show about you know um, fields of Tatooine or whatever. So that's <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> Tatoo- Tatooine. Well, now. Andrew, um, you might we might have to hold off on that because then we would get a, a ton of friends. I feel like once we started doing that, Whoa, you know that's, what I mean, it would that's be kind true. of one of the it'd be kind of one of the coolest things we've ever done. That's true. So maybe we got to rethink it. But uh, and uh, quite frankly, I I want people to keep tuning in. Um, yeah. In fact, I want them to tune in next time, and unless they get another friend, right? They they can't get any more friends either, right? Because then they can't tune yeah. in here. Uh, in which case, yep. they're gonna they're gonna want to you know speaking of. Uh, Speaking of Star Wars, they're going to want to tune into uh, Revenge of the Thirds. And never mind, that's mm. not Star Wars. That's not Star Wars reference. That's, a, Re- that's well, a Revenge of the Nerds reference. I forgot I wrote that one. Go ahead. Yeah, you wrote this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, Andrew, that is, of course, the podcast is about uh, three-player board games uh, that also uh, takes uh, revenge on the uh, meathead frat that's been bullying them, of course, which is the, uh, I think, pretty pretty sure the, if I remember correctly, the plot of uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. There is a Star Wars reference. Uh, cro- there is a cross, there is something they both share, though, Andrew. I don't know if you remember that part of Revenge of the Nerds. I don't know if you've seen Revenge of the Nerds. I saw it one time a um, long time ago. I don't mm. remember. Do you remember what they both share? Star Wars um, and uh, Revenge of well, the Well, there's Revenge of the Sith. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's where your head was going. Well, th- no, uh, unf- I wish that was it, Andrew, because there is, uh, in fact, a scene where uh, the one uh, guy, uh, uh, one of the bully guys, goes to a costume party or something like that, carnival, dressed as Darth Vader. Do you oh, remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I do. 
And then, uh, and then I guess one of the heroes that we're supposed to, you know, one of the people we're supposed to think is like uh, one of the protagonists or whatever, uh, knocks him out or whatever, steals his Darth Vader outfit, and then, uh, well, let's just say he impersonates him uh, in a way that is uh, not good. Okay. <laughs> You know, uh, do you, you don't remember this part of the film? <laughs> no, I, I, when, I have like zero memory of this film. I know I watched it. He uh, he meets her in like a somewhere. And oh, I do remember. <laughs> yes, I yeah. do remember that. It's yeah. uh, not good, Andrew. Let's put yeah. it that way. I don't As know a... that this uh, film has necessarily aged well. Uh, in fact, it probably was bad then. And we were just to a bunch of, you know, we were men who were too stupid to realize how bad that part of the movie was. Anyway, and now, and now some of those men, you know, are are on the Supreme Court. So there you go. Now some of those men are on the Supreme Court, Andrew. Um, Whoops, sorry, so, sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of those men are on the Supreme Court, and their wives uh, emailed <laughs> state okay. legislators. To, <laughs> In fact, some of those men are married to a woman named Jenny Thomas, who you can look up at any time you want and uh, figure out exactly what role she played in uh, oh, I was, to yes, the right. uh, 2020 I was speaking election. Of, uh, anyway, Squeaky Andrew, or whatever his name was. Okay. Yes, Squeak. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?